0: It was June 2017, and this was all over a dispute involving a dirt bike. An officer saw a man on a dirt bike and believed that was caused to pull him over. Well, a struggle ensued, and that man on the dirt bike took off. This presentment from the grand jury outlines the rest of the allegations. It writes Jones. David Jones, that man was no danger to anyone in his flight. His death was not necessary to secure his apprehension, an apprehension that would never have been necessary if the officer Ryan Powell had not incited the confrontation.
1: I hope you got an extra mic and a fireproof booth because you know know no matter why wire too you need a fire engineer when I lay this blaze. I melt down track stacks reels and sleeves hit the studio jars and dro bars to blow. BC go with that arsenic flow fuck that. Don't hold
2: me back yeah. I roll with crap. Y'all cats told Mac the to rat. Y'all don't realize y'all release the beast untamed. Speech all flame. Streets y'all blame. It should be an honor for y'all to speak my name. I could go before your eyes. My game gotta laugh, don't act like the spit it the same. Why you motherfuckers can't get in the game? I come from high school and go straight to the league Who you know what the spit it was seed? Yeah, nigga. The truth. Yeah, 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 Every yeah, time you yeah, yeah. step in
1: the boot, I speak the
0: truth. Y'all know you now listening to one Fam radio. Yes, sir. You know, you got black, Mar, Etu, SP, and we got a special guest today, y'all. What's going on, Very special
2: guest today. Yes, yes. Before we get started, um, shout out to all the listeners, everybody that's supporting us. Special episode because this is one of the episodes where people were excited to hear it before we got here. Um, I reached out to a couple of people, and I realized I was late to the party, you know, knowing about this, what was going on. And I read the article, and... Very, very enlightening. Uh it even brought up a situation that happened a couple of years ago that you know the media we won't talk about the media, but they spun the situation to go a different way and it didn't go that way. Um special guest in the building, uh my guy, uh Brian Turner, man. What's going on, man?
3: Hey, what's up guys? Yeah. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. This,
0: this, thanks this, for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. This one was necessary. <laughs> we, we desperately need try your perspective. Man. Listen, thanks for coming on. Nah, for
3: like, sure, like I'm saying, man, thank you for having me. It's hard to try to get your voice out there. Not a lot of people want to hear what you that's guys what say. say. Yeah, yeah we yeah. definitely do. Yeah.
2: Um, Something that we've been internally uh, going through it about is everything that's been going on since, uh, you know, Amara Arbery, George Floyd and everything. Yeah. One of the scenarios that we fantasized about was to know what goes on in that world as far as police officers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we, you know, rightfully so, we were off about it, you know. Not only with this article, you know, I read the article and seeing what other officers went through along with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the fact that that everybody could see what was going on, but it was only a handful of y'all that, you know. Speaking out for it. Yeah, took the leap of faith, and you get what you get. Yeah. So before we get into that, um, just walk us through you know that experience because something that I learned about the police uh, from the from the article is that the bullshit starts from from the test trying to get in.
3: Yeah, man. Listen, I I was a cop for, in Philly for probably about eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, been in the military for 15. I didn't have a problem with police growing up, you know, so it was like I had a very easy process trying to go, and even I had a difficult process. Mm -hmm. You know, someone with no background, military, and, you know, I'm feeling like, damn, I might not get in, and you just don't know why you won't get in. You know, you go through your process, you get in there, and you talk about all the extra hoops you had to jump through. You know, I grew up in Southwest, you know, Mm -hmm. the hood. Mm -hmm. And part of the process is the investigators, they go out to your neighborhood, and they just ask your neighbors about you. You know, who's this guy, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, listen, I'm not a cop. You know, you're coming out there, you're putting flyers out with my picture on there. Hey, if you know anything about this guy, call us. Wait. wait. Yeah, because they just want to try to drum up any information. They basically look for any reason to not hire you. You know, oh. they, they want they want people to come back and be like, oh, listen, I had a problem with this dude. Oh, he stole this. He did this. Even though you might have never, ever been in trouble for it legally, mm-hmm. just that accusation, just that, you know, a hating neighbor can be enough for that investigator. Because the whole process is biased. Like, there is no checks and balances. Uh, to hire, to get hired in the Philadelphia Police Department. It is left up to the individual investigator. Like, the four of you guys are sitting here today uh-huh. might have four different standards to get me into the department. Uh-huh. Like, me being with you could be the difference between me getting on that job or me not getting on that job. You know, and, it, it, you know, it's investigators like, dang, I wouldn't have felt that guy for that, but, you know, that's not my call, that's your call. And, you know, that's not right. Because at the end of the day you leave too much open for people to just use their own biases to keep people that they don't think should be cops out of the force. Okay.
2: Mm -hmm. So you get into the force, speak on your experiences
3: leading up to that, that year, 2017. So I'll tell you, I got in and immediately, everybody on the force loved me, you know, just like everybody in my neighborhood loves me. You know, I'm just a personable guy. You know, I could talk to people. I wasn't scared of anybody, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went into work, I worked, I wasn't in the gossip, I wasn't into any of the drama, I put in my work and I put it in, you know, I locked a lot of people up, got a lot of drugs and guns off the streets, that's what's up. you know, so that's the stuff that kind of gives you the accolades as a police officer in Philly, you know, you come to work, you like, yo, I just, I want to get a gun, you know, you run out there, you get a gun, you get two guns, you know, your captain, your sergeants, they're like, damn, this dude is getting guns every week, like he's an all-star, you know and you will be loved and I was loved I'm not even gonna lie to you like no issues no problems but you know most people that have problems you don't have a problem until you have a problem Uh and with policing you know you get drilled from day one you know they show you a whole bunch of videos of cops getting killed you know cops getting caught slipping you know walking up to a car you know too friendly dude shoots him from the back you know Um, just all these videos that scare you in the academy you like damn like I gotta be on guard. Is there any
2: videos as far as how to just deal with people or is that how they started? Not nah, start y'all with y'all back to the wall
3: like that. You get started off with your back to the wall. I'ma tell wow. you what. Wow. The, wow. Philadelphia got probably one of the longest academies. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people like, oh, you know, police academies are short. Our drones like nine months, you know, and at one point it was like a year. So Philly do have does have a long uh police academy. But, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, you know, I left the police academy and didn't know how to write a parking ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, because they just didn't show you because they didn't have time. And it's not because they didn't have time because it was like, you know, we're drilling so much into you. I mean, I remember, you know, for two months, we just watched movies. We sat in there, you know, we watched movies because they just needed to kill time. You know, you got like these city hours. You got the state hours where the state says it, this is mandated to be a, a certified law enforcement in the city. Okay. I mean, in uh, the state of Pennsylvania. And then the city says, oh, well, we need an extra so amount of hours to operate in Philly. You know, those hours was filled with watching movies, you know. Like what type of movies? I mean, you weren't even. It wasn't like it was watching police movies. It was you, just a pastime. I mean, I'm, we watched the whole season of like Breaking Bad in that joint. Like, so, like, damn, this know, is our police force. Yeah. So you know, and listen, I'm I'm not going to knock any of the training because it it was good training, but the things that they could have focused on being a newer cop, you know, going through there, you don't understand that that's stuff that they could have been, you know, talking about the de-escalation and all like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, that's we have time for it in the academy. We just don't use it.
1: Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you mind, can you? walk us through the whole process, like the nine-month process of the academy.
3: Yeah, so, you know, you basically uh, you go online whenever they say they're hiring. Mm -hmm. Which they do a lot better job now of advertising when they're hiring. You go online, you apply. It could take up to, like, a month or two. You know, just before they close the application process out. Mm -hmm. Once they close it out, you'll get an email like, hey, you know, when I took it, you had to go take a test. Now you don't get a test to take. So, basically, they base everything off your life experience. So, like, If I got college, my score will be higher than your score just because they figured, oh, he has college. So, you know, he's more valuable to the department, so they give you a higher little boost. Oh, he has military? All right, he gets a little boost. So that's the way they break it down. Um, When I took it, you just had to go take the test. So you take the test?
4: Do, Do the fact that, like, say your father or your grandfather was a police and you might have that same name and they know it, do you get more credit for that?
3: I mean, it's not officially. But it's asked on the paperwork, you know, okay. do you, you know, who do you know? You know, that's one of the major questions, because that's the determinant factor if you get on the job or not. Like, you can sit there and be like, yo, I did X, Y, and Z, and I used to be on drugs. I'm not on drugs anymore. But, you know, I know the deputy commissioner, you know, he lived across the street from me years, and I, he allowed me to put him in my application process. You know, you think as a, a detective you're going to be like, oh, you're friends with this guy? You're going to call him. Hey, you know this kid? Yeah, I know him. He's a good guy. That's all it takes yeah. for you to be a cop. Mm. And that's it. Like, you can – no one's going to take that risk of being like, oh, I'm not putting this dude through. You know, only for him to make a phone call and be like, yo, put him through. And whoever didn't put him through, you can move that guy somewhere else. Wow. And that happens all the time. Wow. You know, people get so scared to get disciplined because you get in these positions where it's like, you know, I'm working Monday through Fridays. I got nights and weekends off. You know, I got a schedule where I can be with my kids. And if I I kick this dude out that knows the deputy commissioner – It's a chance that I might be working overnights in a shift where it's, you know, people are getting shot twice, two, three times a day. You know, I don't want that. You know, even if I don't want that kid to come through, I'm just be like, you know what? It ain't even worth it. I don't care. I'm just going to put him through just because I don't want to get disciplined. So a lot of BS candidates go through because of who they know. Yeah, it's a lot of nepotism in the department, man. Like, the department is all about who you know. Like, you... I can be the most qualified person. You know, I can have all kinds of training. You know, I can have bomb disposal training. And I want to go to the bomb squad unit. And it comes down to, you know, I, I put in for the bomb disposal unit. Mm. You know, I had my interview. They told me, you're number one on the list. If we can have one person, we're going to take you. And I'm like, cool. But we might not take you depending on who else wants to come here. Like, do you know anybody? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't know anybody. Yeah. they like, all right, well, You know, honestly, you might not get in, but, you know, we're going to push to get you in. But if we only can bring one person in and someone makes a phone call, you know, you know, they ask you, who's your dime? Who do you got? Who can you make a call to right now? That can be like, because we want you. And it's like, damn, you want me. I'm qualified, but I can't even get in unless I know somebody like, you know, how am I benefiting the city in any capacity? You know, you whether put somebody there who doesn't have the training, who doesn't have the time just because they know somebody and that you know that goes along on almost all facets of government
2: something something that was said in the article not not necessarily by you but it was in the beginning that uh it was racial tension within police uh, departments speak on like speak on that like once you got into the field what was
3: your experience like so I, i always tell people when they ask me they be like yo how'd you be a cop for so long like you know how you deal with the racist cops and i'm like listen murders hang with murderers, killers hang with killers, racist people hang with racist people. Mm-hmm. Like, they not coming up, be, like you know, I could be working with a racist cop all day long and not know that he's racist because he's not gonna treat you any differently if I'm present, because right. he already knows the type of person I am, and I'm not, I'm gonna speak on it. So once you get that reputation as somebody that's not gonna be with the nonsense, they know to keep it in. Like, don't get me wrong, I've had a few cops that I was like, damn, I think this bull's racist, but I just can't prove it. Right. You know, it make you like not like them. you make you feel like, you know, every time I show up to a scene with you, you know, you got somebody locked up that's black. They're saying, everybody's saying the same thing. It can't be a lie. You get what I'm saying? None of right. these guys know each other, but they're all saying the same thing. You pulled them over for no reason. You start beating on them, you know. Hmm. And then when I'm getting there and I'm like, yo, what you locking them up for? It's some BS lockup that, you know, you shouldn't even be arresting them for anyway. You know, you know when they lock you up for the disorderly conduct, mm-hmm. the resisting yeah, arrest. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, how are you locking this dude up for resisting arrest? And that's his only charge. What arrest was he resisting? You get what I'm saying? Like, you, you gotta be resisting arrest right. to be locked up for resisting arrest. Right. You know? But you, you hear that all the time, and you sit there and you look at it, and you just like, you know what? I'm gonna just distance myself from this boy because it ain't enough to prove it. And once you start speaking out on certain issues, you get that stigma and you get crucified. Because right. it's
1: like a code of, like, the, the blue, right? Listen, I,
3: you, that's the that's the, the the illusion that, you know, police put, like, oh, it's this thin blue line. We all stick together. We don't, you know, you don't turn anybody in. Cops tell on each other for the dumbest the dumbest <laughs> things every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, he left 15 minutes early, and I got to stay the whole shift? I'm texting. I'm taking pictures. I'm calling internal affairs. like And that, depending on who you know, that could be powerful. Yeah, that, that thin blue line thing, that's just what, what civilians think police got. You know, that thing is out the window. The moment a cop thinks that they're about to lose their livelihood, yo, know, they're telling on everybody. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they're telling, they're like, no, nah, I'm not going down for this. But if they think they can get away with it, you know, why would they break that code? You get what I'm saying? Right. Like it's like if I think I can get away with it, if I believe that I can get away with it, I got no reason to turn that person in, even if it's beneficial to me. You get right. what I'm saying? So before we speak on uh twenty seventeen, how many
2: incidents were it prior to this one that almost tipped that
3: was almost a breaking point that made you say, fuck this, I'm saying something. So, the very first incident, um, they actually happened back to back. Like, I, okay. didn't hit, I didn't hit any snags, you know. I was cool. Everything was coasting, you know. And then uh, around 2015, you know, I, I started working the overnight shift. I volunteered for it because I just wanted something different. Okay. And, um, you know, I, was, I, had, I had a lieutenant that was giving me a hard time. And I'm like, why is this dude on my top all day? Yo, I'm, I'm bringing in the guns. I'm bringing in the drugs. I don't complain. You know, if I'm staying late, I'm not asking for overtime, I'm just coming in just off the love for the cuff of it. And I'm like, but he's just on me. Like, everything I do, he's just giving me a hard time. And, um, you you know, I have an arrest. He's giving me, like, shit about the arrest. And I'm just like, all right, cool. You know, it is what it is. And, you know, he pulls me in the office. And it's me and my partner at the time. And he starts, you know, basically berating us. Now. I'm from Southwest, and I'm not saying that, like, I'm trying to make that seem like that's some, like, epitome of being hard. No, But I've never had anybody talk to me crazy. Like, right. I'm not. As a man. Yeah, I'm not letting people out in the streets that are shooting and killing each other talk to me crazy. I'm not letting some dude that's been a cop his whole life that thinks he's tough that's going to talk to me the same way. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, he starts going off, you know, disrespecting me. And, you know, I I, I ended it. You know, I'm not going to sit here, like, look, dude, you're not going to sit here and talk to me like this. I'm out. I walked out the, the, the little session we had. And the way our office was set up, it was set up in, like, a, a square. So you walk in through one door. You can only walk out through one door. But if you don't do a complete, you know, 360 around that square, you won't see people sitting on the sides because it's like a little desk over there. Okay. And, you know, he came in. He was on his little rant. And the dude was like, you know, he was Jewish. Um, mm-hmm. He had about 39 years on the job. Mm-hmm. You know, solidified. Like, everyone knew him. He's been around. He's been a problem. He's been sued multiple times by cops. And he's just like, you know, I'm sick of black people. He's like, the problem with the police department is blacks. What's now, his name? His name was Lieutenant Arch, right? right? So I'm sitting in there, and I hear him.
1: Now, Arch, right, when you say that, you mean, like, within the department or just
3: in general? He was talking about the department. He wasn't talking about the blacks outside the department. He was talking about the blacks in. So, you know, the supervisor that's sitting in there is white. Uh-huh. The, um, the other two cops that are sitting there, one's a white male, one's a white Hispanic female. You know, they know we're in there, so they're quiet, like, oh, shit, and he's going in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's everybody. yeah he said it in front of everybody he said it in the room in operations room just you know it's like it's like just you're in the office he just walked in and just you know he looked around everybody looked like him he felt comfortable saying it mm-hmm. he didn't know we were in there you know he said the problem with the police department is blacks you know they're unqualified uneducated mm-hmm. they're put in positions of a power because of affirmative action mm-hmm. and they're destroying the department you know he of course he went on you know women he said uh, black females are the worst <laughs> you know they suck and fuck their way up to the top <laughs> and you know. And, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to it, and it's not even phasing me because, you know, I, I'm like, you know, I've been in the military. People say yeah, yeah. And stuff like that all the time. You know, my partner, you know, Hispanic dude, you know, white, white Hispanic guy was really upset about it. was like, yo, you're not mad? And I was like, bro, I'm not paying him no mind, man. He was like, no, nah, like, I'm filing a complaint. And I told him, I said, look, if you want to file a complaint, then cool. They're going to be on you if you file this complaint. Right. But I'll back you up, mm-hmm. you know, if that's what you want to do. And that was it. You know, he pushed the complaint. You know, um, we pushed it up. They put pressure on us to try to let it go. You know, they pulled. What's what's the, speak on the pressure. You know, the captain of the district at the time was like, you know, I called the FOP, you know, the union, Mm -hmm. absolute zero help, because they don't want to get involved when it's cop on cop, especially when that one cop is established and it's a racial claim. And, you know, I'm just like asking for advice. Like, what should I do? You know, there was one member of the uh, the union that, you know, would call me and tell me exactly what to do and, and help me out. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, now,
1: I don't mean to cut you off, but is this union, is it like diverse or is it just you know, the union, union? Is,
3: is mostly white. You know, yeah. we get they, they they got one black guy that's up there, uh Roosevelt Poplar, you know, he's a good dude, mm-hmm. you know. But for the most part, you know, department's white. I mean the uh, FOP's white. And and don't get it wrong, like Philadelphia, lodge number no. five, has the strongest union in the country. Okay. Like we got the fourth largest police department and the strongest union in the country, okay for a city to be smaller than Chicago, okay. New York, and uh l a our union is more powerful, you know they pulling in like two million dollars every two weeks from union dues because hmm. they got six thousand members active you know that's taking about like twenty five thirty dollars every paycheck. You know what I'm saying, so they have that money where they can apply political pressure. they got money like when they had a problem with the d a they went out and bought a bunch of billboards up and put an advertisement for a new d a you know so when they come in and they put that pressure on you to kind of drop it, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those conversations where it's 100% condescending. It's like, listen, the conversation went verbatim. Like, listen, I know you're having issues with some of the stuff the lieutenant's saying. And I was like, you mean the racist shit that he's saying? I'm like, yeah, I got issues with it. Well, I think you should allow me to investigate it. And I'm like, all right, well, then investigate it. He said, I just want you to know, you know, he's a Vietnam veteran. And some of you guys, you younger guys, can be softer and won't understand somebody that's coming off a little rough around the edges. So, so
4: initially, your partner made the claim, right? Yeah, my partner. So they didn't ask him these same things. They came straight to you because
3: you was the black cop. No, they pulled us both into the meeting. They put the pressure on him. He folded. You know. Oh, wow, that's why they. Kept when you say pressure I get though, it.
0: though. Like, what are they doing? Like, so are they, you know, they it's
3: threatening. It's a lot. Of, saying, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of implied stuff. So okay. what they, what what they said to me because me and him never actually spoke about his conversation. He just came out and was just like, yo, bro, I'm letting it go. Like, I got, a, I got a family, you know, I just, I can't lose it all. And I'm like, all right, you know, I went in next. You know, the conversation that was had to me was like, you know, you don't understand, you know, he's rough around the edges. And he was like, listen, how much time you got on? I said, I got like four years. You no, know, he goes, you got a long career ahead of you. I would just let this go. He said, lieutenant has two more years until he's retired. He was like. He'll be out of our hair soon. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm still not letting it go. Like, I don't care how much time he got. Like, Mm -hmm. he needs to to be dealt with. And he was like, well, are you gonna let me investigate it? And I'm like, yeah, you can investigate it. Yeah, I wasn't, we finished uh, the meeting, we were done. I walked out, me and my partner get in the car, we go to drive off. I get called back to headquarters. They like, hey, listen, we need you to come back in. We gotta talk to you. And I'm like, sure. They was like, all right, we need you to get a lawyer. And I'm like, well, what am I getting a lawyer for? They was like, oh, yeah, you need to call for the union representation. Um, We're bringing you up on departmental charges, you know, which is like administrative charges. And I'm like, for what? They was like, oh, you didn't come to court three months ago, and we we need to know why. I said, well, (laughs) y'all should have probably asked me three months ago why I didn't come to court. But I'm not missing court. If you miss court, that's kind of like missing work, you know. You as a cop cannot not show up to work you know you don't show up to work you right. got a gun you got a badge you got a vest they're sending cop cars to your house to look for you they like they want to know where that where are you yeah. at make sure you're alive that's number one so for them to just allow me to not show up to court two days in a row and then just you're gonna ask me four months three months later like right. it didn't make sense to me you know that, but, that, that's their version of applying yeah, pressure, that's right? them applying pressure. Yo, you know i get pulled into the i go into the office and i'm like i'm talking to another cop that's in there and he was like oh i'll check for you he pulls it up in the computer and he was like oh you're on military leave he's like did you do a memo yes i did go check the sergeant's little bin the memo is right in there i photocopied it he's like all right you know i show up for the meeting i'm like listen i got uh, my memo right here i turned it in he's like well where'd you get that from i'm like out your box he was like all right well don't worry about this uh interview anymore you're you're good to go and i'm like no we're having this interview you yeah, just to bring you just just up. Like, you're, you're, you're tripping yeah you know and and things just got what they do is they harass you, right and it's small harassments, like it's little things, little teeny things that would just be like, it, until you just, one day you just snap, and then you put your hands on somebody, and then they lock you up. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm getting pulled aside by supervisors that are black, and they like, listen, they're taking copies of every single piece of paperwork you turn in. They're looking for something to jam you up for. And I'm like, okay. I was like, well, I'm not doing anything crazy, so I ain't got nothing to worry about. They was like, yo, just be careful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was little little stuff as far as like, you know, I was a bike cop sometimes. They'd be like, listen, um, your bike down there, you need to turn that into another cop. You're not riding enough. I said, yo, I ride every day. It doesn't matter. It's not your property. Turn into another cop. Cool. Turned it into him. Next day, they're like, yo, go find a new bike. you back on the bikes. Nothing but it's like a bike graveyard in the basement. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I got bikes with no brakes. I'm like, yo, like y'all tripping. Like, Yeah, this is,
2: like, this, just putting you through bullshit.
3: You know, stuff like that. So you deal with that every single day, and then they try to get a reaction out of you. But like... You know, you get when you're young and you black in that department, and you and you you're an aggressive cop. You get that reputation of everybody assuming that you're a high hit, You know, mm-hmm. it's like no, I'm not a high head. I just know when to be aggressive and I know when not to be aggressive. And right now, I'd be stupid to be aggressive. Yeah. You know, and that's basically what happened. You know, that situation folded, and then you know, as that's going on, you know, I'm dealing with all the pressures from that, and you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I can't talk to nobody about it. You know, because you know my friends. They not trying to hear it. They like, well, then just quit. Like, I'm making over 130 thousand dollars a year. You, mm-hmm. just, you just can't just quit that job. You know? If right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna quit that. What, I'm, where, where am I going to make this money at? Right. You feel me? You know, and you, you 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 get rid of all that, and then um, like you're just stressing out because you, you can't. Like I said, you can't vent to nobody. So you're dealing with all that, and then you go to work and you're miserable as hell every day you go to work. And then the only person who will work with you at the job is your partner who was who was going through the similar thing with you. You know, and then they tell y'all y'all two are to never work together. Mm. So you like, well
2: Oh, so your guy you filed a with, they, yeah, they, they separated. S- they split
3: us up. They say if you two get if we find out you two are parting up again, you're getting counsel and you're getting disciplined. You know. Now you got all these other cops in the squad that's like, well, I don't want to work with these guys either because whoever works with them, you guys are gonna be messing with. You gotta deal with it. And them. nobody wants to deal with it. So you come to work and they're like, all right, everybody's here's your assignments for the car, and then everyone gets a car and you're just sitting there like, Well, who am I working with? And everybody's like, well, I ain't working with you. I ain't working with you. And, you, you know, you get frustrated, and you're just like, all right, well, listen, I don't want to work with any of y'all motherfuckers either. Right. Like, you know, you start becoming hostile towards your own coworkers to the point where, like, you get labeled as a snitch, you know? When, that, when my investigation was going on, when I filed that complaint, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, I know, like, I can sit here and tell you guys exactly what's going on, but this shit sounds like a movie. Like, the, my friends, like, you know, Brian, you know, my friends Clarence, like, my man Bruce, like, they was with me through be, from beginning, middle, end to me right now, mm-hmm. and they seen everything firsthand. They seen the text messages. They seen the pictures. But I got, like, 3,000 pieces of evidence from text messages, you know, threats, all these crazy things that I'm getting that I can't even put up on Facebook because— you know i'm going through a civil lawsuit with the city and everything you know anything i put could be damaging to my case okay. and at the end of the day you just want to you want you want to you want to you want to you want to win like you want you want to feel vindicated you want people to be look at your situation well, and, be, and be like yo they did him dirty and he got he proved that he was right because until you get that it's always going to be people that say, oh, yeah, no, nah, he deserved it. He got what he deserved. He did that. And there's going to be people that be like, no, nah, they was targeting him. It's not until you get that court to say they were wrong that you can be like, yo, I don't care what y'all say. Not only did I decide I was right, the judge, a jury all decided that I was right. And you know, and you, you, you you deal with that kind of stuff.
1: The only thing I'm getting from what you're saying is a lot of people that got time in yeah,
3: that's
1: of uh, color.
3: Yeah. You tuck and they tucking their tell. They do. Like it's it's a thing they got. They say, listen, man. Just, but you you were was fucking me up is that all you did was hear something. Yeah, yo, I, th- and I said the same thing too. I had two mental breakdowns in a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like one time I'm out with my friends and I'm drinking, and I go, I'm like, all right, you know what? I want to really drink. Let me go t- take my gun, take everything home. So I get in my car, drop drop all my stuff off. I'm sitting in the car, texting on my phone, and then I, next thing I know, I'm crying, and I'm like, well, why the, Like, why am I crying? And then everything started hitting me, like all the stuff that's going on. I'm like, yo, they're acting like I was the one that made those statements. Right. And they're punishing me for it. Like, they really are on my own. That's what my, just fucked yeah, me up just now. Yeah, just about, just because I said, like, I wasn't okay with, you know, being, you know, demeaned or belittled just based on my race. Like, they really made me feel like, I, I, and listen, I had times where I was just like, like, yo, I should have just let this shit go. Like, I should have let go. Like, just if you would have got out of the go. fucking
2: office faster, you wouldn't even be here. Yo, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, they didn't even say you, like, you were lying. You just heard it.
4: But yeah. They, but they they making it seem like you asking for him to be fired.
3: You just asking for something to happen. Y'all can't do nothing. To speak respectfully when you speak No, listen, to people. don't get me wrong. I wanted that dude off the job. I'm pretty right. sure, but that's
4: what I'm saying. But but they... And,
3: and, but they didn't. I never had that conversation Yeah. With All this day one, I was like, yo, I want y'all to investigate it. I wasn't even going to file a civil lawsuit. All I did was file the EEOC, just so that they can, which is the federal complaint, all I did was file that, just so that they can start it. I mean, I had people from Internal Affairs. They pulled me in for the, for the interview, because, they, you know, they interview you. She brought me up there, which should have been, like, maybe a 30-minute, 40-minute interview, turned into a three-hour interview where she was grilling me like I was the one on trial. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, she's telling me, can I talk off the record? You know, you're a crybaby. You know, people like—and, you know, listen. Don't get me wrong when I when you when you file like the internal you know complaints you know it goes through like the uh, the EEO right mm-hmm. and the federal ones are the EEOCs I filed the state one first I was just like you know I'm just you know go through your human resources. I want them to handle it you know and the investigator was a, a white guy with um, a black wife biracial kids cool as hell you know was like yo this is crazy you know the dude is an issue you know I'm, and I'm on this case and then like two weeks later he hits me up and he was like listen, they resigned you join to another detective. Of course. And I'm like, well, who is it? He's like, oh, Saren Eberhardt. You know, I Google, go on Facebook real quick, look her up, see if I've known her. And I'm like, oh, black female. I'm like, all right, even better. That's what I'm feeling. I'm like, y'all rather have a black investigator anyway. Right. But what they do is, you can't have a white investigator saying that your claims of, you know, you know, racial disproportion is 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 nothing, because it sounds crazy. Yeah. But if you got a black investigator, right? You know, and she's saying that there's no racial thing here, then that's who they put on the front page you know oh, I, you know yeah. it's only it's only a handful of black investigators up there, each one of my lawsuits through the city and my criminal case through the city I've always had a black female investigator, you know on to, yeah, on top of my case because you know what when you like making claims that you know. Stuff is going on racially, they don't wanna even chance it with a white, with a white investigator. You get what I'm saying? Because how, how it looks. And from what he said, how he feel about black females anyway. Yeah, and you know, and I'm thinking like, you know, she's gonna be good to me and she wasn't, you know? And once the lawsuit started, I really had almost no evidence for real for real, you know? Because I kept telling myself, like, I'm not documenting anything, man. Everything that they did to me, I kept thinking that was gonna be the last time they was gonna do something to me. And I kept thinking that, and then after so much stuff, after the, the, the first breakdown, I'm like, yo, I need to start documenting but I'm like, I'm already exhausted and now I'm trying to start documenting everything over. I was like, you know, I messed up. I was To me, I thought, like, you know, I'm there's no way they're going to believe that any of this stuff is happening, because I'm waiting, because now I'm like, oh, well, now I want to make a complaint, and this is the stuff from, like, this month and this month leading up to now, and everything. like, well, why didn't you say anything then? So, you know, you get all these kind of pressures on you to just kind of just, once you wait too long, it's just like, well, I might as well not even say anything now. And Like, it's not a lot of bullies on the department. You know, you do got your bullies, right? It's 6,000 of them, but uh, 6,000 cops, but you only got a handful of bullies. But out of that, you got a lot of people that just don't get involved. I was getting text messages from black cops, white cops, like, yo, it's messed up what's happening to you. Everybody supports you. And I'm like, well, I appreciate it, but why isn't nobody saying anything? I was just about to say. I said it because of like, the support. veterans at. Yeah, I'm like, if y'all speak out on it, if y'all calling the union, if everybody's putting in complaints and backing me up, then, you know, if everybody's doing it, then I'm protected. You know, they realize like, all right, we can't keep doing this to you. But everybody falls in that, you know, that mentality of it's not happening to me. But the thing is, if they're doing it to me they got no problem doing it to you. And then my time, like, I've had people who didn't support me when it was going on, hit me up after I've been off the job, like, yo, bro, they on me now, yo, I need your lawyer. You know, I have gave seven people my lawyer, you know? Yeah. I had people hit me up, like, yo, I need to talk to you, I need some advice, and I'm like, and all I'm, I'm giving them that advice that I didn't get, because right. I've been through the situation. But I'm also thinking in the back of my mind, like, if you would've helped me when I needed it, then neither one of us would've been in this situation right yeah. oh. now. So, so, so the, uh the cop you're talking about, he's retired by now, right? Um they forced him off. Yeah, they forced him off. He left like a year earlier than he wanted to. Mm. But they forced him off. But at that point, when you got 39 years on the job, yeah. you could shoot somebody in broad daylight and they couldn't get you off the job before you drop your papers to retire. It's mm. like, yo, you know what? they about to lock me up, I retire. And then they still retire from the job. When you see these dudes with all this time on and they don't retire, you know, it's it's a reason. That's that cockiness, that arrogance that's like, you know, I'ma come out of this. I'm not gonna retire. Do, and they, they come out of it. Do, to this day, do they still mess with you? Like, do you get pulled over? Listen, my my, my issues didn't even end there, you know? Like, that was just the, the start of the issues. Mm-hmm. And then once my lawsuit got to go on, what I will say is, when they pull people in private and they ask them, you know, what's going on, 90% of the people that they pulled in there was like, everything he's saying is right. Okay, you know, it's crazy what's, what's going on. And, you know, I wound up winning my lawsuit because of that, because, you know, the DA, the, uh, the city solicitor was like, listen, he after it was done, he you know, he was like, I believe everything you're saying. You know, it's it's crazy. He was like, everyone that I talk to has nothing but good stuff to say about you. That's you know, and up. nothing but bad stuff to say about the other guy. And I was like, yeah, you know, I felt good about it. I was like, even though they, they kind of let me down a little bit, I was like, everybody kind of came through when I needed them, you know, and then, um, you know. I settled my lawsuit out. They was like, "Listen, we're we're forcing the one guy. He's gone. You know, we, we're getting him out so of here."
0: So, this head. the this the what happened in twenty fifteen? Yeah.
3: So this so is so now twenty like, this okay. twenty seventeen around now. So okay. they they came and they, we was like, oh, "I'm sorry."
0: No, I was just trying to say like, what was the result? Use the, the investigation and like, what was the
3: result? Like, so uh, we get to seventeen. What wound up happening was, um, you know, of course, they didn't find him at fault for the department, and if they did find him at fault, they won't disclose any of that to me. They just they go by like oh it's personnel files everything is private Mm. like you can't you you won't be able to tell what's going on even if they hit them with like a little slap on the wrist basically what they do is they they make everything private so um, when I did the settlement um, it it went my so you
0: you sued them for that incident yeah I sued them
3: for it I wound up suing them for it Um, it it went to a judge and basically the judge reads over all the evidence hears all the deposition and all like that and the judge made a made his opinion was like if this trial was to go to court today I would rule in the favor of the plaintiff, which was me. And then that gives pressure to the city, like, listen, a judge read it and said he would rule in his favor. You know, What we think you should do is we should settle out to keep it from going there, because you don't have a chance of winning. So the city came to me, they wanted to settle out. I wasn't interested in getting any money. I was already making money. I was like, and I'm not hurting for money. I want, I want the bull gone. You know, They tossed a little bit of money to me. They forced them to leave. You know, a, a few people got moved to the positions. Uh, the investigator from Internal Affairs retired. She left. You know, magically to get another job. You mm-hmm. know, She was out of there, and I felt I felt satisfied. I was like, Yo, everybody that gave me a hard time is gone now. So, did that
2: help, or did the harassment continue after you got that? Listen,
3: injury? it helped for like a month, right? Mm. So, like, not even a month, like two weeks. So they they, it was like a month. So all the way up until the settlement. They got off my back. Like the first like two months up until the settlement, nobody was messing with me. No one was saying anything to me because everybody knew that this was the crucial time where anything they did would turn into another investigation. Mm-hmm. And they, everybody just left me alone. One week after I decided to settle, I signed a non disclosure. Oh, so you, you know, can't talk about it anymore, right? Yeah, I, I could talk about it, you know, because they already violated the non disclosure. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm talking about it now. But okay, I signed a non disclosure that they, I couldn't talk about it. You know, once I signed that, everything was good to go. One week later, they was like, yo, we need your badge, we need your gun, you're under investigation. And I'm like, well, what am I under investigation for? You know, they're like, oh, you know, you're under investigation for your Facebook. And I'm like, okay. All right, so before we even go there. No, no. You're go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, he was like, you're under investigation for your Facebook. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm under investigation for my Facebook. This what? Seventeen. This was 2017. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So it was before like that big thing that went around and took a bunch of cops down. So I'm like, I don't post anything crazy. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm black. I say nigga a lot. You know, yeah. they at any given time, if they wanted to make an example out of me for saying nigga, then they could because mm-hmm. I said it on my Facebook and you know I continue to say it because you know it's part of my verbiage. Right. But I kind of had a feeling I was like, all right, that's what I was gonna come back to. But that wasn't even what it was. You know, they brought me up there. They was like, oh, you got a, you got a hands hands up, don't uh, shoot T-shirt. And I'm like, yeah. They was like, we need to know, you know, um, and you had a Justice for Mike Brown t-shirt on. And I was like, yeah, they were, I said, those pictures are from 2014, but yeah, I got you. What about them? They was like, we need to know why you got that t-shirt on. We need to know what money you used to pay for it. We we want you to read the shirt. And I said, okay, t- read it out loud, tell us what it says, and then tell us what, you, what it means to you. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, are you, the shirt say hands up, don't shoot. Like, I'm not, I'm not entertaining this, you know? And then, like, you know, all of that boiled over, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, at this point now, you know, um, the David Jones shooting is happening, right? I wanted to so talk at, about that. It. that happened in the district that I work in. Now, I, I, okay. I, I used to work in the 24th, 25th district. What and area
0: happened, are in Philly is that?
3: That's yeah. uh, North, North Philly, Kensington, Allegheny, like, you know, second to Canberra, like, all the way up to, like, you know, like that, that area. Mm-hmm. You know, one of, like, the roughest parts of the city, mm-hmm. you know? So I worked there. So – and I was at court the day when the shooting happened, you know? So, you know, everybody's sending, like, videos around and pictures of out, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, you, oh, the cop shot somebody out here over a dirt bike. I'm like, damn. You know, but then you get the text, like, oh, they got a gun off the dude. The dude pulled, he pulled a gun on him. You know, first thing you think, like, oh, yeah, that's, that's justified. He pulled a gun out on him. You know, but it wasn't until you start seeing that video and you just like, oh, this video crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if any of y'all saw the video.
2: I wanted to speak on it because I read what it said and – correct me if i'm wrong they said the officer Ryan Pownell was was on his way to do something transport somebody somewhere and yeah. then
3: seen yeah. david jones yeah ponelo was like uh was on his way to special victims to take with, some two, rape, with two three two people. people yeah like a couple rape victims and, and then family. seen them and he saw dudes coming up on a dirt bike because, you know, people tear Luzerne up, you know, because yeah. that's a long shred. That's
2: what fucked me up. Like, dog, do your job. You was already doing something. It was. It was he was
3: being extra, you know. Yeah, that's what, that's what I wanted you to speak on. Yeah, like, he, this. he was, he was uh, I mean, a lot of the troubles people get into is just, like, they do too much. Yeah. And it's, that's, the, if, you know, if do too, doing too much was a person, that's exactly what it'd be. <laughs> like, you're you on your way to do something, you know, and you decide to try to mess with some dudes on a dirt bike, you know. Even if you're messing with him, why are you getting out to the point where you're stopping him, putting everybody into a situation? And the next
2: thing was that they pointed out that he was ten feet away from the weapon before he started shooting.
3: Yeah, he was. He was. The video is they're they're kind of like tussling a little bit by the dirt bike. You know, he pulls the gun out. He goes to shoot him. The, uh, uh, the officer Ryan, officer Parnell goes to shoot him with the gun. I guess he has the gun too close to him, and it doesn't fire, okay. and it jams. The uh, um, David Jones breaks away from him. He pulls the gun up, goes to shoot again, realizes it's jammed, clears the jam, bang, 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 as he's turning a corner. Just drops him. You know, I'm seeing that video, and I'm like, yo, I remember looking at it and just looking around like, yo, this video is crazy. I was like, he just murdered this dude.
1: So uh, I got a quick question for you. In the police academy, right, when y'all going through you training what is the protocol for them type of situations? Is it shoot yeah. the kill? He
2: wasn't supposed to be I don't nowhere near. was doing something. No, I'm just Drop saying, just in general,
1: up. in general, if you in that situation, so, are you shooting the wound or are you shooting the kill? Well,
3: anytime you shoot, you're shooting the kill. So, the way, the way they deal with it is, to use that gun is your last thing, last resort. But it don't mean it can't be the first thing I use if I think that the, the trouble is getting to that point. But I'm pulling that trigger. It's only to take a life because I'm in fear that this person is about to take my life or take somebody's life that's out here. So if I can't say that that person was going to take a life, I got no justification to pull that trigger. So every time a cop pulls a the trigger, they're aiming to kill because they felt as though that person's life was, or that situation was getting out of control until it was about to cost some either them or somebody else their lives, and that's why they shot. So like you know, even when they shoot when cops shoot and wound people, it's never intentional. Like they're always shooting to kill, just. Not a lot so of cops. It's never like yet. all
1: right for for David Jones. Is he running? What danger is it, is he to the cop?
3: I mean, honestly, he's no danger at that point. I mean, you know, you got it. People can run with guns and turn around and shoot. Yeah. But at the point in that video when he shot him, you know, it it just looked like he just didn't feel like chasing the bull, or he just was like, you know, he had no regards for his life, and and that's what it came down to. Because I see videos all the time, you know, and you see like the patience that they have with white people that act crazy, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the patience that they have with black people. For sure. On on small little situations. Mm -hmm. And you know, when they show you the videos in Academy, when they beat it into your head that you can be killed, you can be killed, you can be killed, you know, white people make up like 84% of the population. You're going to have more violent interactions with police from white people just because they're the majority. Mm -hmm. But they're not the ones depicted as cop killers, as black people. So you go through this academy, you don't watch 25 videos, and out of them 25 videos, 22 of them are white people killing cops out in the boonies, right? You see those two videos where it's a black person killing a cop, and those are the two videos that, videos that resonates with most cops, that they're like, yo, I got to be careful because, you know, black people are dangerous. And you might not ever say that, but they be thinking it in the back of their heads because the way they walk up on cars, the way that they, you know, when they pull a black person off, they, you know, they're on the radio, you hear their voice cracking, they're asking for other cars, or they stop a car full of four or five white people in the car, and they never even come over that they got a car stopped because they felt comfortable. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's... Do you think
1: it's because of what goes on in our community?
3: No, nah, I mean, our community isn't any more, any less violent than their communities. It's just that our communities is scrutinized more. Dang like right. It, they, they show what's going on on ours because it's sensational news. Like, everybody got this fetish with black people killing themselves, you know, because they, one, they use it to justify, like, all the nonsense that they can say and do to the communities. Like, oh, you know, they got police out there policing, like, Gestapo's, you know? And they don't even understand it. Like, you're coming from Jersey. You're coming from, you know, these suburbs of Ben Salem and all these places, and now you're getting put in North Philly, a place you wouldn't even go if you had two guns. Yeah. And now you got a gun go and you gotta maintain order. So people who don't know think that you got to maintain it by being like this tough, you know, yelling at people, you know, know, I've worked with dudes that drove up and was like, yo, y'all live there. And people sitting on the steps like, yo, I live here. You got your ID? Yeah. Let me see. All right. Yeah. He does live there. All right. Yo, go in the house. My man, he a grown ass man. Yeah. Like, is that illegal to sit on your step? No, but, but you know what? The people that they tell, they don't even want any smoke. They just like, you know what, man, I'm just going to go in the house because if I don't, this situation is going to get is going to draw
0: because
3: I'm not going to yeah. go in the house. The cops me. going to jump out, and now I'ma have about 30 cops on this block, you know, punching and kicking me because I gave this cop an attitude, and I'm going to be sitting there locked up, sitting there like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting charged with assault on police, but you know, my head, my you know, my hand, my arm, my leg is broken. Like, yeah, who yeah. did I assault? I'm all broken up. Yeah. yeah. So
2: back to David Jones, what was it about this one that was like enough is enough? I'm, I'm
3: speaking out. So it was it was a little bit about. Um, my own personal situation that was going on, so I'm already frustrated about that. I can't speak about that. But I'm like, you know what I can talk about is this brand-new situation that just happened. Because, you know, Philly, we get our shootings with the police, but we don't get – like, we never really on that national level, like how them other states and counties are. You Like, Dang, they always tripping down south or, like, you know, over on the west coast. Like, we don't really have to deal with that. So when we got that and we like, yo, I'm like, this is as legit as, you know, as, like, you know, Philando Castile and any of those other guys who were just like – killed by police and shouldn't have been killed by police. I was like, you know, I'll just, I'll speak on it. So, you know, I encompassed that situation that was going on with another situation that happened with a supervisor that called, you know, one of my homies, a nigger at a Christmas party that was all happening around that same time. So it's like all these different factors are bubbling and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna speak about it. So I started making posts about it. I start talking about it on social media and, you know, next thing I know, you know, I'm getting screenshots, I'm getting... You know, I'm, I'm down in impact. I'm down on in internal affairs. You know, I'm being told, like, oh, cops don't want to work with you anymore because they think you're a Black Lives Matter extremist. And I'm like, who, are, who the hell is saying this? Because I, I want to know who's saying that I'm a Black Lives Matter extremist. And I want to know if I got a problem with them. I want to know if I ever work with them. You know, so you're getting all this heat coming from all these different directions, and you're just sitting there, and you never think it's going to end up with you being arrested. You get what I'm saying? Like, right. as much as they was on my top, I said the worst they can do is fire me. I was like, because I ain't doing nothing to get locked up.
0: Yeah, let me ask you a question, um, before you start the Yeah. What was you saying? You said this is the situation I can speak on. What was you yeah. saying? What was you
3: posting? You know, um, um, I wanna give it to you verbatim, but I uh, you know, I don't have the exact post, but it went along the lines. I was like, you know what's you know what the problem is in America is where you got people more upset at you for speaking out on being called a nigger at a cop bar. By a supervisor, then you are at the person, then they are at the person who called you a nigga at the cop bar. Right. I was yeah. like, you know, I was like, it's fucked up, it's fucked up that this is the America that we live in, that people don't care about that kind of stuff. And you know, I was, you know, I, I try to speak on a lot, of like you know, I post a lot of dumb shit, but also, you know, I try to always talk about stuff that I think is relevant to the community. Like I'm always speaking on it, i have spoken on it like I you know you get a lot of cops that they, they get in situations they get fired, and then they be like, you know now i got my opportunity to speak right you know yeah. i was I was talking about the stuff when I was a cop, and that's what got me fired. It wasn't that i i I got fired then I started talking about it. I was right. talking about it prior to getting fired while I was going through my process, and I was talking I'm talking about it after, and if the situation ever rectified and I was to ever go back in that that way again, I would be continuing to talk about the same stuff I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know
1: so what's like the Like the tension in the room when it's like when you see a Trayvon Martin or Mike Brown, like what's that type of tension when you come into work?
3: Or is it any? No, it's it's, it's no tension. I mean, what you get is you get – you get the the people who are, you know, the ones you think are racist. They never speak on those issues with you, so. Because they already got their feelings. You know how they feel, cool, yeah. You know, you get a lot of people that don't understand the situations. They try to turn it into a joke, you know. They try to justify, like, what happened, you know. Like, everybody, they sit back and they try to, like, oh, well, he he did this, he did that, you know. At the end of the day, like, I don't give a fuck what he did. It's right. not a death sentence. Like, if, you know, yeah, and
0: that's
3: if, if you stole a car, right. you know, <laughs> if, you, if you stole a car, if you, you know, You you did something crazy out there. At the end of the day, it is not a death sentence. Like no matter what you say, oh he didn't cooperate. Not cooperating, the police is not a death sentence. Yeah. You know, now you're you're not cooperating. You're being violent. You're trying to take a life. Then yeah, I can understand it. You know, because at the at the end of the day, you got to go home. But you can't be so scared of not going home that you make it so that no one else can go home off the smallest interactions out there. You know. It was something that somebody that was in the article named uh, Jonathan Josie
2: said. Um, he said that you're ostracized from two sides, your career and your community. It was another quote that said you can't talk about being black with the blue, and you can't talk about being blue with the black.
3: Yeah, that's Shaft, yo. Yeah, Shaft had the same. He was like, I'm i I've
2: never seen Shaft. I didn't know. Yeah. I've seen you <laughs> in the yeah. like that was some fly. You sure? Yeah. 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 i never seen a fucking Shaft.
3: So, so speak
2: on that as far as, like, not having, feeling like boxed in. You can't bring this to
3: anybody. Yeah, I mean, some people feel like that, man. I knew, like, I always felt comfortable talking about it because the, the problem is if you're going to look at it, you know, through rose-colored lenses. Like, you got to be as critical with the black community mm-hmm. as you are with the police community. But you gotta be as understanding with the police community as you are with the black community. Like, you can't get one side a pass and not get the other side a pass. You gotta be able to, like, I've been in both sides. You know, I've been the bull getting stopped, thrown up on the wall, and I've been the bull stopping people throwing them up on the wall. So I see it from everybody's side. Like, I understand why that bull is mad, right? I know why he's mad that I'm stopping him, because I would be mad too. But I also understand why I gotta stop him, and I gotta stop him this way. Um, The the quote from Shaft was, too blue for the blacks, too black for the blues. You know, that was the Shaft quote. And it's true, because, like, you can get into a position where a lot of black people on this job, they, they ostracize themselves in the community. Because you start getting, you know, you hear from day one, it's us against them, it's us against them, it's us against them. Them being? Uh, us being the police, them is everyone that's not a cop. So that's the mentality. It's us versus them. It's against the world. Yeah, crazy. yeah. Gained so, shit. Yeah, so, so you, you, you get those two different sides, right? So you start withdrawing more from them towards the us, And then when you start getting frustrated with the us, you're right in the middle, you know? And you're just like, well, I'm too much of a cop to go back to being, you know, with the with my with people that look like me and same the same troubles in the community. Mm -hmm. But then I'm, you know, I'm too black to be like able to joke about a Trayvon Martin, you know, a David Jones, a George Floyd. Like I can't joke about that because I'm too black. And you just wind up having a lonely ass career where you're like super angry at your coworkers because they think it's a game or they think it's a joke. And you don't. I don't blame them. I
0: think that it's like anybody else, like a boiling point. Like you see things wrong, yeah, and you don't say nothing. And then soon you say something, you blow up, and it's yeah. just and, too
3: late. And I'm gonna tell you what, they will paint you like the angry black man. That's a real. That's a real stereotype. The angry Damn. black man. They say. They always tell you. They would just tell me all the time. Yo, pick your battles. Pick your battles. Like, bro, how can you sit there and tell me to pick my battles? Like, I, it might seem small to you, but every single one of these battles is a full fledged war to me. Like, I'm not letting nothing slide because it. You let these little battles slide, and you lose the big battles because they can get away with all these microaggressions and then it comes to like, yeah, 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 to something big and it's like, well, you let all that slide, you can't stop that now. That's going to slide right out. Now, they said some slick racist stuff to you because you let them slay a lot of little microaggressions and now they don't understand. they like, oh, well, if you let that happen, why you let that happen?
2: You know? Yeah. Well, so with, what's, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Uh, so what's like, all right, once the Trayvon Martin situation happened, right, What's the tension with the community as you see, as you out in the
3: field? I mean, you, you get a lot of heat as a, a black cop from the community. Like, I used to be on protests. I probably, I've done every single kind of protest. And, you know, like, you'll come up. You're just as upset about, you know, Tamar Rice getting killed by them cops mm-hmm. as they are. But, you know, the only difference is you're, you're getting paid to be at this protest, you know, making a line. And, you know, people come up. You could be in between six white cops, and they will find you. Start yeah. giving you heat. I would too. They look around. They see the black <laughs> cop sitting up front. They come right to him and they like, listen. They give you. Yeah, I had a chick give me an option She with the bullhorn. Was like, you got one chance. Quit right now and we'll come on our side. I'm like, listen, I'm not quitting. All right. So, but I feel you. Yeah. yeah she I feel was. <laughs> she was not trying to hear that. You know, you yeah. fucking coon. You are coon. She start going in on me, and I'm just sitting there laughing. Like, all right, whatever. You know, I'm not going. I get you I get that you mad, but you like damn, yell at them, shit. Like they they yeah, look yeah. more like the motherfuckers that did it to me, like, you know. So
2: speak on uh I wanna say the repercussions of speaking out about the David Jones
0: Or well, you could I guess keep going on at the um
3: yeah, was, after speaking out yeah, on that after murder. You, so, you after know. you
0: start posting. So I, what happened after you start posting and speaking
3: out? So I started posting. I started speaking out. I start becoming super vocal because I'm like, I'm like already in trouble now. And I'm like, you know, I honestly don't care. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. else. Yeah, now I'm just going to say anything I think is wrong, I'm speaking on the right then and there. Dude, I'm tagging the union president and stuff. I'm calling him out and stuff. He's side texting me like, yo, we're trying to fix stuff. No, you're not. You're a liar. Screenshot post on Facebook. You blocked me, dude. I'm, I'm in your union. I'm calling you about racist issues. You blocked me. Oh, you know, he's. Well, What's his name? What oh, he out there? Oh, John McNesby, Yeah, no, that's what it is. We saying names, is they, I don't yeah, John. Yeah, John McNesby, Yeah, so, names. Listen, all right, go ahead. Listen, yeah, it's John McNesby, and you know, and all that's going on. You know, they're having private little meetings about me. You know, they're 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 figuring out ways that they can get me off the job. But like, I'm not giving them anything that they can do. They took me off the police capacity now, so I'm just basically sitting out there at work every day and regular clothes is getting the check. You know, so. I'm I'm not Who? getting myself into trouble. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'm on desk duty. They put me on desk oh, duty. Oh death duty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm right just right sitting the there. That? You know, just just hanging out. Like just inside. They moved me out the district. They put me in another one. I start getting death threats, you know. I got cops. From all over the country, so they got like you know them forums. Like it'll be like oh um, like Leos only, which is law enforcement only, yeah. and then Blue Lives Matter. Like it'd be like all these police forums that when you first get in an academy, like people were, were people were like oh you're a cop, you know we we uh, we, we ask that we, you let this guy in, and you know we, all the cops can post in there and don't have to worry about nobody like ratting them out and stuff about the stuff that they say. And it's never really anything like like. What I thought was. It was never anything crazy. Because, like, some of the stuff they would post articles. But when you start, like, reading the comments, yo, when those cops retire, you would think it was a clan rally going on in there. Mm. The cops that are, that are still working are really quiet. They never comment, They but they like. And the cops that um, are retired, it's nigga this. It's thugs this. It's animals that. It's I should have exterminated them when I had it. And you just, you, you're, if you comment on it. You're booted out of these groups, and I'm talking about these groups be having 20, 30, 40,000 members, fifty thousand members. They're national groups, you know. So I'm getting, I'm getting Facebook. I'm, I'm, I'm at, I'm at work, right? And I'm sitting there, and this was around the time my partner had uh, committed suicide. So you know, I'm like, the guy
1: that put the original complaint?
3: No, no, no. At this point, we, we, were, right. yeah, we weren't even working. It was like another partner I was working All with. Right. You know, he had committed suicide due to the stresses of the job and stuff. Hey, and I'm sitting there. So you know, I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with all the stuff that's going on, and um, you know, I'm getting inboxes from like these sixty-year-old, seventy-year-old men. Like, yo, you, you're you're a pussy, and I'm like looking that at the John. Oh, you're a faggot. I'm looking at the John like, what the fuck is this? Like, who are these dudes? Uh,
0: so this is a work email.
3: These are on Facebook. They're getting me off of oh, Facebook. Work? Oh, work. Yeah, okay. so. And they're like, oh, uh, you know, what are you going to do to me? And I'm just looking at my phone like, what the fuck is going on, you know? And then I'm also getting, you know, I'm getting text messages and stuff like that from, like, cops that are in Baltimore, you know, Maryland, Texas, like, yo, is this a picture of you? And they're showing me a picture in my uniform. And I'm like, yeah. They was like, you're a cop, right? I'm like, yeah. Watch your back, dude. You're in all these police forums. They're talking about how they can get you arrested, how they can get you fired. And, you know, you're hearing it, and I'm just like, all right, cool, I got you. And now I'm getting all the text messages, and I'm like, they're trying to get me to threaten them. They was like, you know, make sure, just be careful. You know, I'm having people, solid people, that I don't even know that realizes what's going on, Mm. fucked up and is reaching out to me like, yo, you got to protect yourself. And, you know. Now, were they all black, or was it diverse? They were all black. Every single person was black, you know. And, And I sat there, and, you know, I'm going through all that stuff. I'm making sure I don't say nothing crazy to any of these people. You know, I'm getting people giving out my address. Like, oh, he lives at this address. Oh, I can't wait till he gets shot and killed. You know, I can't wait till he steps in front of a crosshair. You know, I got dudes talking about my mom. You know, I'm getting I'm getting hit from detectives in the department. To, you know, supervisors, lieutenants, sergeants, all in these groups. You know, and people are sending me hundreds of screenshots. Like, yo, check this out, check this out, check this out. They're talking about you. I'm taking the screenshots, sending it to my lawyer, sending it to my lawyer. I'm like, I'm not arguing with these dudes. Giving it to my lawyer. I'm building my case. Mm-hmm. Yo, by the time my case started, I had so much evidence after the first month that— it it, it it pretty much was—I have more evidence the first month than I did I had the last two years because it was so crazy. Like, they thought they were able to just kind of steamroll over me because I was so quiet the first time. The second time, I wasn't quiet. I was putting complaints in, like, once a week. You said something crazy to me? Oh, no, we're going to eternal affairs. We got to sit down and talk about this now. Mm-hmm. You said you did something? Nope. Any any microaggression, formal complaint. It got to the point where I was putting so many complaints in that my sergeant was like, look, you don't even got to give it to me anymore. You can just give a rate right to the captain. <laughs> Cause you putting so many of them in. So
2: the Facebook posts, they they just coming at you with straight up real names and all that. So yeah. you could just look up to see if they was police and all that. Yeah, like, but it's, at them. this
1: point though, is like I think it's just what, just freedom of speech at this point. As long as they not Yeah, really... not when they
3: come to threaten somebody. Well, so so yeah, like I mean, I, I'm I'm putting in complaints. I'm like, yo, this dude told me he was a retired cop in Philly. You know, he uh, he tells me that when you get off of work, I'm gonna be waiting for you. I'm gonna cripple you. Listen, I've heard a lot of threats. I'm you never, said
1: these are all from older guys, or they they're some ages. Of,
3: some of them younger, some of them older. These are all cops, though. All right. cops retired, and you know. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Yo, I've heard a lot of threats. I've never heard a grown man tell another grown man he was gonna cripple. Me. I was like, it that might sound like a pause. I said, "Yo, I said, "Yo, <laughs> bull might like boy might be about that. Like, you know, you talking about you gonna cripple me and everything like that. You know, I make my I go up there. and I was like, "Yo, you know what? That's a threat. I'm gonna get this bull locked up. You know. And I had the detectives tell me like, you know, I'm not taking this. Like, what? I'm not investigating this what like how are you telling me you're not going to investigate a crime like I'm still a cop right you know and they gave to this day they still they they took my they took my statement and that's it they won't go after the bull you know they're keeping it real quiet you know and it's nothing I can do about it. I can't force them to lock them up well, you know yeah. and I'm just sitting there like yo that's corny but you know like that boy from Boston made those little threats against the commissioner they locked his ass up the next day mm. of you know course. Yeah, they, they locked him up the next day You know what I'm saying? So don't tell me it's not possible. It's just you didn't want to go after somebody that y'all knew and had a relationship with. Is these even black detectives as well? No. I mean, the black detectives, it's not a lot of them. But the black detectives are, you know, you get two. You get ones that's like, yo, listen, this shit is crazy. Like, I'm not, like, yo, I'm on your side 100%. And then you got the ones like, yo, listen, you just need to leave it alone. Just do your eight, skate, and just go home. Like, stop making waves. Like, you think these motherfuckers going to change? They're not going to change. I got in it in, in the 90s, and they've been like this since the 90s. I
4: had, I had a black detective
3: help me with my situation. That's crazy you said that. Yeah, you get it. me to the side. I'm like, damn. Because, like, you see people come through. Like, listen, I I never, in, until my, my recent issue, I've never been through the, the system. So even though I've always been a part of it, like, I've seen people get locked up. You know, I've, I've, I've done all that. But I've never been in that situation. I don't even got the stomach to lock anybody up anymore because the way – that shit ran. I was just like, "Yo, this is what, this is what people been going through." Been I'm like, this shit looks crazy. No, yo. like, all right, yes. like you see the judge talk. You know, you, you testify. You be in there. You're watching the court proceedings, but like you only see a small portion of it because you know if you lock somebody up, you're not in the courtroom with them. Right. But when you you're in there, the thing, in there for the whole thing, and you just like, "Yo, I can't believe," I know. you know, I'm, I'm. They gave me when they when I wound up getting charged. Right? They charged me. They said I falsified police documents.
0: Was uh, that—were you still on the force? I was
3: still on the force, right? right. This is what they used to get me off. They said, you falsify police documents. That's what they locked me up for, right? They charged me with eight misdemeanors, right? Anywhere from M3s to um, M1—one and one. So they charged me with um, attempted theft by deception because they said the paperwork that I falsified had the potential to get um, um, a (laughs) cop— Oh, one of the cops that was on the paperwork, two hundred something dollars, two hundred and fifty dollars in overtime, right? So they charged me with an M1. They charged me for that twice. They charged me with um, unsworn falsification, which is basically like it's a sworn piece of it's not a sworn sworn affidavit, but they're saying you still lied on it. You know, um, official um, official oppression, saying that the person that I locked up, I oppressed them by locking them up by taking their rights away from them when I shouldn't have. And then it was like one more other little goofy charge that was like that. But it was like all charges that you're only getting as a cop for the most part, right? I was facing 11 to 21 years because I wouldn't take the deal, you know? And I don't know if you know Judge Marie Ann Coyle, but you can Google her. She got about 12 articles about how she is trash. She was the judge that was denying... When the coronavirus thing was going around, yeah. she was denying like the black dudes um, relief, like wouldn't let them come out. Oh, it was yeah. like, she didn't care. So it was like this big lawsuit going around for that. Right. And it, 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 it's, it's crazy. What's her name? Marie Ann Coyle. Uh, fuck her too. Yeah. So Marie? Yeah. Maria. Maria Ann, Marie, Ann, Marie Ann Coyle. And I'm sitting in that courtroom, bro, and I'm talking about like, I'm sitting there, and she just was like, oh, you, you know, I hear the DA offered you several deals, and you refused to, to, to take it. And I was like, you know, yes, ma'am. And she was like, did you even listen to any of the deals? And I was like, no. She was like, well, why not? I was like, because no deal. I didn't do what you guys were saying I did. you know." So if he thinks I'm going to go to jail for something that I didn't do, he's tripping. Like, you know, I'm not going to jail for something I didn't do. And if he thinks that, he's going to have to, be, he's going to, have to convince 12 people in that jury that I did it because I'm not going to jail for that. And she was like, well, um, you're going to listen to his deal. And he asked me ARD, which is um, Vans Rehabilitative Disposition. is a diversionary program in lieu of, court, in lieu of uh, jail time to low-level nonviolent offenders basically saying that, you know, you don't have any criminal history, you're not a danger to society, so we don't want to put you in the system. But if I don't take that, I'm facing 21 years. Like, you're not, you're, you're putting me in the same amount of time that someone that killed somebody would go in for for manslaughter. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you're like, take this deal, you get ARD, and you won't do any jail time, you just pay the fines, and it's an open plea of guilt. It's your choice. You know, most people would be like, no, I'm taking that ARD because I'm not going to risk it. I'm like, no, look, we just going to have to go to court. I'm just going to be sitting in there for 11 to 20. I'd, I mean, yeah, if I would have lost, I would have been salty. I would have been like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I'd have been, I would have regretted <laughs> that. This would have been
2: a jail <laughs> call. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have been, I would have been tight about that if I
3: would have lost. But, you know, I didn't lose, so I was like, you know, I'm glad I stuck to my guns because at the end of the day I was able to get, like, I was, a little, I was, I was able to clear my credibility a little bit. Did and it I'm go to a, trial? Yeah, it went to trial. had an eight-day mm-hmm. trial, yo. An eight-day jury trial. You know, is that a long time? That's a long time, yo. A long <laughs> time. Fuck? It was supposed to be a one-day trial. <laughs> all right. It was an eight-day trial, it, and it took the jury fifteen minutes for not guilty because they had zero evidence against me. It was all about just putting me through the process. And when they locked me up, they told me, "You think this is about convicting you? No, this isn't about convicting you. This is about humbling you. We're gonna teach you a lesson. You're gonna lose. Your, you're gonna lose your credit because you know I had a house at the time. I had a couple properties." You know, you're going to struggle to find a job. And then if you get back and become a cop again, you'll think twice before you start uh, acting the way you've been acting. This is what the police that was arresting you, saying? This is what the the, the, the one of the union members um, said in front of the captain, lieutenants, that was all up there in internal affairs when I was getting arrested at that the day. The
2: same union that was supposed to help you when you had just— Yeah, this is,
3: you know, this is what they said. John McGrody, you know, this is what he said to yeah, me. keep yeah, them, is, yeah. Yeah, this is what he said to me. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, I'm like, damn. You know, and he says all this in front of my lawyer, not even knowing that that's my lawyer. You get know what I'm saying? And I just looked at her, like, you see what I be talking about? Because that was our first time meeting. You know, she, that was my first time meeting her. And so you, you know, you you tell them, like, yo, this is all this stuff is going on. And they hear it and they hear so much that they think, like, all right, this, it, it sounds like a conspiracy theory. Everybody out to get them. And then 10 minutes of sitting there, she like, oh shit. Like, I guess you weren't, you were, I'm like, see, that's what I told you. Like, they tripping in here. It's so strong that it, it seemed like, even the
2: people that never met you, because of that, that police life so strong that they had energy
3: towards you when they come across you. Yeah, man, yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's hard to explain, man. It, it really is. Like, that, that that culture, like, I used to get upset sometimes when I would hear them. They'd be like, you know, they'd be like, it's no good police in a racist system. And I'd be like, you know, I always consider myself a guy. I was like, yo, yeah, I'm a good cop. Like, so, you know, that's false. Like, it is good cops out here. But when, you, when, when, I, when I thought about it, and I was like, you know what, that's true. Because I, it's not a lot of racist cops, but the system in itself is racism, racist. So when you put people in a bad work environment, no matter how good the employees is, they, they turn into shitty employees. Mm-hmm. Like, you need a good structure, and the system's not good. The system is designed to do exactly what it is to do. It's to break whatever designated uh, group of people they want to put through it. It's to break them. You know, and that's all the criminal justice system is. It strips people with their rights, their dignity, their money financially bleeds them and puts them in communities where they can't thrive and they, they're stuck to keep committing the same cycle of violence the cycle of hate like nobody's out there doing crimes and selling drugs because they want to you know right. I mean I mean, you got people that do it because they yeah, want to make money, money. Yeah. but like if they can stop and make legit money there is not a criminal out there that'd be like yeah I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about that legit money if they can make that same type of legit money you get right. what I'm saying but when you put people in these 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 boxes and you give them no access to anything, That's what and then and then you police when, them when Lil was here. Yeah, you police them super aggressive. You know you're you know you're screaming at them. You you can't talk to them. You know you you getting out. You thumping them every time they they get out of line. Like you know these people are going to hate you. And and I don't care who you are. Nobody wants to hate the police. Like nobody. Even right. people that be like I hate the police, don't want to hate the police. The yeah, it's just like because when stuff happens, I don't care how hard you are. People are happy to see cops. I've had plenty of dudes that was shot that I pulled up, jumped in the car, pulled them in the car, and they sitting back there like, "Thank God, yo!" Just a couple days ago, I was a dickhead, but now they like, "I'm so glad this ball turned the corner and threw me in." Like, <laughs> yo, get me to the hospital, and then you know, you pull them up, and then you see them a couple days later, and you still a dickhead, but they like, "All right," but you know, it's more polite. Yeah, it's like, like, like I still don't fuck with cops, but I appreciate it. You just yeah. like, yeah, all right. So, uh. So they locked you up, yeah.
0: and then you know they locked you up. You, uh, you got belted
1: out. I mean, out so, I mean it to it cut a... you off, but did, did they? Did you had to sit in like the county or all that? No, no, no.
3: I, you got I, I yeah, out yeah, I got, got I got like R O R. So I basically got oh, released R, some R O R Cognizant, right, because right. I've never had a I've never had a record. So that, it was misdemeanors. Yo, so, the that's, so, so what was that's your if I get locked up? Yeah. What What was your bet? How long? How long you locked up for? No, I was I was in and out, man. I was in there, like, I ain't, he, he can't even talk it. about. It's like twelve hours I was in there, something like that. So did they put no, you in a cell with other people? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. 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 So whole, so that twelve hours, you seen what, what happens, right? Yeah, I went through the whole process. You know, I got fingerprinted, I got my picture taken. You, and know? you you seen you seen the mistreatment within them twelve hours? Yeah, I mean, even with me, like they they pick me up. You know, the way cops turn themselves in. I don't care what you are arrested for as a cop, what you arrested for, it could be the craziest thing. You get that. They give you the option to turn yourself in 99% of the time. So they gave me the option. You get down there, you're not handcuffed, you're not thrown in the back of the cop car, you're not paraded all across town. It's like, look, we're gonna take you to eternal affairs, turn you in, you're gonna be arrested, we're gonna drive you over with some dignities to the department. You're gonna sit, you're sitting, I'm sitting in the same office as if I was working that I am that I'm arrested just hanging out with the guys until so, it's time to talk to the judge and then I bail and then they give me my bail and then I bail <laughs> I, I thought
2: he had to go in yeah, the pen no 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 no
3: no, no you you nah, matched nah.
1: the ball waiting yeah, yeah. at the bar
3: I thought it was that type of joint. no nah, so nah, they on these separate But dudes. listen <laughs> but look that's that's what it was supposed to be What I'm in is I'm in that joint where they everybody's getting ready they waiting to get picked up to go to CFCF. so they put me right in there with everybody else but like I'm I'm young you know I got tattoos all over me I'm like I don't look like I'm a cop. They're not referring me to me as a cop, so I didn't feel like I was in any danger, although I know they're not supposed to put me in there because if something would have popped off, you know, it's 100% yeah. liability. Like, somebody recognized, oh, shit, you a cop? Damn. They didn't even
2: arrest you the correct way. Yeah,
3: you know, they, they put me in. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to get a ride over with the captain, you know, everybody bounces. I'm sitting there, two cops walk in, and I'm like, oh, shit. He's, like, looking at me. I'm looking at everybody in the room, like, what's going on? They was like, I stand up. He swore on my mom's life. I stand up. He got this cuffs in one hand. He extends it, grabs his gun and was like, sit down, sit back down. I'm like, yo, chill. He's like, you got your gun on you? I'm like, why would I have my gun on me right. to turn myself in? I said, y'all took my gun. Turn around. He pats me down, checks me for weapons, handcuffs me, put me in the back of a hot-ass wagon. I'm sitting back there just looking at this bull. And he he... Don't get me wrong, he, he's sitting back there. They don't know the situation to the extent, you know, they just know, oh, you're taking this cop that's anti-policing. You know, they they gassing him up. You got, probably got the boy thinking I'm trying to fight. And, you know, he's sitting back there. I ran into him like a couple, like a year, year and a half later at a bar. You know, he just was in there staring at me. And I'm like, yo, dude, why are you staring at me? He's like, oh, you don't remember me? I'm like, no. He was like, I was the one that arrested you. I was like, oh, all right. You cool? He was like, yeah, yeah, man.
1: <laughs> He's like,
3: I just, I thought it was messed up the way they did you, and I was just like, look, boy, up, I, was, I don't even remember you didn't. Yeah,
0: they, I mean, I think it's everybody. They just, at the end of the day, is this country is ran on money. Like they, that's more fearful than anything.
3: Yeah, man. That's that's even though you,
0: I'm not, I wouldn't say made it out. You, you know, at least got one up on them. Yeah. But listen, just know people, that a lot of
4: people ain't. It's not that people can't apply. It. Just know this, right? By, by us having Brian on it, we part of the struggle now. They come for us. <laughs> oh yeah, come, I don't care though. I'm riding with two hands on the stairwell for now. <laughs> yeah. No, I want uh so, so that should need to be heard. Yeah. So after you got locked up,
3: yeah. Speak like on how
0: long was the you know, the trial? Well, I guess the process happen next. You wasn't in, you know, on the force again. What was you doing for money?
3: So, uh, you know, I started bartending. You know, okay. um, I used to bartend. Was, was
0: that technically, can you claim unemployment or?
3: Nah, okay, I, so I wound up, um, I wound up, the, even the unemployment, like the max in PA is 1800 mm-hmm. So, like, even collecting at, eight, at $1,800, I, I did it for like a month, and it wasn't enough money. I was like, you know, I'm like starting to fall in under my bills. So, basically, I, like, I collapsed in on myself. I sold my properties. I sold my crib, moved into an apartment. Paid off some debt with the money that I got off the cribs that I sold. Mm-hmm. Just trying to like keep myself afloat because you like mm-hmm. you don't know when you're gonna start working again, you know. And then like I started working, I, I mm-hmm. went back to bar. I was bartending at Algar, you know. I went back to bartending at Algar, and then I started bartending at a bar downtown, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm bartending at both those spots. You know, I'm making good. I'm making decent money, but I'm not making anywhere near the six figures that, that I was, was. making before, before as a cop. So, you know, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but
1: that's that's brave. Yeah, like you you basically. Like turned down six figures for something that was right. Yeah, yeah it's real. That's, that's real because you know money, money will make you change your, your whole it's your not, mindset. I, yeah, it's not a lot of people you you stood, up, you
3: clarity, stood up you stood up twice. Yeah, listen, I mean y'all can y'all can like I tell you what, man, I commend that for that, real. That money, I, it'll make me happy now, but it wasn't <laughs> making me happy then. You know, yeah. like I was making money, mm-hmm. and I'm like, like I'm miserable. Like yeah. and I'm miserable because I can't talk about any of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. Like I'm I'm flying out every week, I'm going to all these different kind of parties, I'm spending all this kind of money, and I'm just like, you know, nope, this ain't it. Right. You still like, gotta come back. Yeah. Now I ain't got none of that shit that I had then. And I'm like way more healthier and way more happier than I was when I was going through all that. Like, yeah, I'm broke, but like it is what it is. Like, all money broke every day. Yeah.
2: Every six months I go broke. Speaking
3: on yeah. <laughs> so so through. are you still
2: going through it or? Yeah, I mean, st- ever
3: since
0: you, um, you know, you got fired and...
3: Yeah, I'm still going through my... My lawsuit should have been wrapped up in, like, April. But, you know, the COVID thing hit. Uh, the city, uh, you, know, right, the, 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 two you know, the Pennsylvania Human Commission's relations, they uh, did an eight-month investigation into my claims, um, basically substantiated everything I said, you know, um, charged the city with three counts of racial discrimination against me, mm. and then said, listen, we're going to force this mediation. Y'all going to have a mediation. It's up to you if you want to mediate with them, but y'all going to sit down. And we behoove the city to settle out and not take it to court, because before we they, before a judge even heard it, uh, you know, and the, the, you know, they basically defensed. They're, they're a federal investigative uh, entity said that yo, not only did you guys retaliate against him discriminatory based on his race, but it's retaliation because the time from the first lawsuit and the second lawsuit was a week. Soon, yeah. a week after his first lawsuit ended, y'all started harassing him, like. It t- no, anyone that that sees that situation is like, yeah, they, I, clearly it's because of that. You've had all that time to try to like, if you wanted to go after me for anything, you waited until I signed a non-disclosure and couldn't talk about it, and then it was like, all right, now we're gonna come back and hit him with some heat, and that's what they did. And so, you know, I wanted to say, Chad, keep cutting me off.
0: You, I'm, I'm <laughs> speaking of story, uh,
2: fill us in from like from twenty seventeen to today, and what made uh, you uh, did fill us in, and then. Like, did the Philadelphia Inquirer reach out to you, or did, what made it come back up in 2020?
3: So what happened was, when it first came out, um, my my little sisters, their doctor, you know, saw what happened and was just like, yo, you know, we've we known the family for years. You know, we got a family member that's a reporter. You know, um, let us hook you up so you can talk to them. I was reaching out to everybody, emailing people, calling people. Nobody wanted to touch the story. Nobody. Because of the police. Dude, I reached out to the NAACP, like, yo, can y'all help me? Nope. You know, I reached out. You know, the, we we didn't we <laughs> Yo, yo, listen, listen, yo, yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna say. It. Go ahead. Listen, I reached out to the NAACP, DM'd them twice, like, yo, I need help. This is the article. This was going on. Nothing. I'm like, damn, like nobody. I'm sending emails. I'm calling people. I'm like, yo, nobody wants to help. Nobody Dude, really cares what's going on.
1: Dude, they fly under the radar. Yeah, nobody cares. And I tell you they what, they don't do nothing.
3: They fly under the radar. Our social media policy huh. for the NCAA. Well, man, I know, man. man. Good. I'm not gonna cut you off. No, no, you're cool. Philadelphia police and most police departments got the craziest media policies. Like, you are not allowed to talk to the media about anything as a police officer. If you speak to them about anything without getting prior consent through the department, and it's always gonna be a no, unless it's some feel good, you know, some shit y'all dancing on, you know, TikTok, then they be like, all right, yeah, that's cool, you can do that. But other than that, when any real topic, anything, you'll never ever be able to get a cop in uniform come in and sit down. I've had, I got hit and dragged by a car in 2013. And they allowed me to talk because it painted the police department in a good light. And even then, I was told, do not embarrass us.
2: Because
3: <clears throat> they will terminate you. And you will never get your job back in there. And you got a family. You got kids. Yeah. You know, a reporter reaches out to you like, look, I'll keep it on the low. you like, yeah, you say that. But if you choose to don't, I'm done. And it's no recourse I can have for that. And no one, that's why you don't get a lot of cops willing to talk until after they're offered of the a job, because you can't talk. You're yeah. basically restrained. And then when you're able to, when you're finally free to talk, it's normally because you left the apartment involuntary or you left the apartment, you was on some mad shit, you just like, yo, I'm done. And now you're, like, going out and you're talking about every single thing that happened. Yeah, it know? makes sense now because
1: we right? always think that, like, when Trayvon Martin or Mike Brown happened, we want to hear from the black cops. You can't. we wonder why. Listen, right.
3: they'll let white I, cops talk I, about I some stuff, but they will not let black cops talk about black issues. Jeez. You hop online and start talking about, Black Lives Matter. You will be down in Internal Affairs You're within a, a couple of days. Yes, they will paint you as that. They will have you out there looking crazy. You will have to take the post down. You will be, you will give me suspended.
2: Know a chick that's a police officer. And when all this Ammar Arbery stuff started happening,
3: social media is stood still. Yep. You know what a lot of cops do? They change their name on Facebook. They take down all their police pictures because when they want to talk about stuff, people see that they're cops. They screenshot it. They start emailing commissioners. They start emailing Internal Affairs. They're like, oh, this is how your officers talk. You know, white people don't play. Like, they will call management, like, yo, this is what they're saying out there. And then next thing you know, you're under investigation, and you're just like, you know, what? Well, it ain't worth saying anything. I'm just going to let it go next time.
4: I'm going to write a letter. So yeah. basically,
1: as a cop, you lose your freedom of speech. Yeah, you
4: do. No, you do. Even, you do. Yeah,
0: you lose or your freedom you, of speech. It comes down to your job. I mean, Once you start a career, who want to give it up? Just, don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. it's not a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. I, but it's still, I, like, I if I he shirt
1: to say, I can't breathe,
3: that's going against them. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They feel some type of way about it. Like, why you got that I shirt on? I can't breathe. It's
4: the
2: it's
0: yeah. hard.
4: It's, I mean, a lot of the, it's people the pollution
0: in the
2: air in Philadelphia. That's what it means. I can't breathe. So
3: who reached out to who first, as far as the Philadelphia inquiry? So I reached out... The, the the doctor, um, my sister's uh, pediatrician, reached out to their friend who came and sat down with me, was like, yeah, I'll talk to you. I just want to hear what's going on. She was probably the fourth or fifth reporter that I've talked to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I've talked to four or five reporters. It's been eight months, and nobody will even return an email. So then she sits down. She talks to me. She's writing the story up. And I'm like, I wonder if she's going to post it. I don't hear nothing for months. Then I beat my case. And then I get an article that's posted about me that talks about, like, a bunch of the stuff that I talked about. And I'm like, I'm like, damn, that was like, that was a dope article. So she did that without, you know, yeah, my lawyer called and she talked to my lawyer and she got some more information. And, then, you know, they set that up. And I was like, that was like a real good article that was going on. Because even the article where I got locked up, it was super vague. You know, I had people calling me like, oh, this can't be it. I'm like, bro, that's it. But, you know, once that all happened, um, you know, she reached out to me. And then when all the George Floyd stuff started happening and Everybody started caring about what was going on and all that stuff. You know, I, I called my lawyer and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I wanna speak about some of the stuff that's going on. And you know, she, being any lawyer it was like, no. You know, she told me no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, I you know, I'm confident enough that I won't say anything that's gonna jeopardize the case, but I wanna start talking about stuff. So I'm gonna start reaching out to people. And she was like, okay, well, you know, if you wanna do it, do it. You know, just let me know when you're done. And I reached, um, I started looking up, you know, journalists and I, I, re- I saw that, that, that um, journalist again. And i seen that she writes a lot of stuff for, like, um, like she does a lot of investigative work for, like, like civil rights stuff. So I'm like, oh, this would be perfect. You know, female, you know, she understands. So I reached out to her, not knowing that that was the same, you know, journalist, you know, a year ago that, that did my interview. So we met up. It was like, oh, well, I'm picking up where you are now. Right. So she jumped right on it. You know, she asked for other officers that I might know. And I gave her some that, you know, was retired. I gave her some numbers I had in my phone. I was like, you could talk to all these people. These, these people are having issues. I don't know if they're going to talk to you, but here's their number, reach out to them. And some of them did reach out to her and some of them didn't. But, you know, I'm, I am just wanted to get on that wave. Like, you know, while everybody was paying attention to it, I wanted this article to come out, which it did. It came out, like, right as everything started to kind of start to die down again. Right. You know, everybody got to see it and it kind of got it jumping again, you know, it picked back up. It was going viral. And I'm like, all right, you know, that's a good feeling because now people are talking about it again. And I don't want people to stop talking about it. Right.
0: How long so, has the trial been since you when you got locked up until it was?
3: Uh, be my case June 4th. I, I want to say June 4th or June 8th is when I won it. So it's been like just over a year. So, it was, yeah, it's been over a year. I got locked up in 2018, like um, August. And then I had my trial um, June 4th was the trial. Or it might have ended the 4th. Like so that 15 week 15
0: minutes, they said.
3: 15 minutes. 15 minutes for not guilty, yo. What I was about to say, so – you know
2: Jonathan Josie and Lamar Birch? And, okay, yeah. Okay, so she yeah, I know. reached right out. Yeah, yeah they jumped right on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know
3: Bo. I know yeah. uh, I know uh, Lieutenant Josie. Uh, Laverne, Laverne Van. Yeah, I know Van. I used to work for her. Yeah. Yeah. I used um, to work. One was, thing uh, y'all spoke on that,
2: that you didn't speak on yet was uh, sexual uh,
3: misconduct as far as in the— Man, that's sexual mis- that sexual stuff is crazy. Right. It's cr- and she's it's- a black woman. Yeah, I heard she's about that. Like, you know, yeah, it's, I heard about that. It's crazy, like— I'm like... Is it the more verbal or is no, it more No, it's, 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 it's a lot of the physical stuff. You know, you got these dudes that are like inspectors, you know, they're, you know, and they got the pressure where they like, listen, you know, if I think you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a captain and I got my aide as a cop and I'm attracted to her then, yeah, I'm, I'm a, the captains, they, they you know, they push their moves on them. They do stuff. They talk to them. They harass them. And if you don't like it, you file a complaint, yo, you will be buried somewhere, and you'll you'll be somewhere miserable. And you go from a good shift, a good schedule, to somewhere buried, never, ever able to put in a transfer. You'll be like, yo, where I'm at now, I'll be here for the rest of my career. What? You know, and a lot of people deal with that, and it, I'm, it's crazy, yo. When I was sitting, right, I'm sitting in there. I was sitting to see the judge. I heard
4: the guys in there. They was like, yeah, you know, such and such wife. Yeah, she sucks a mean cop. I'm like. The fuck is going on? Yeah.
3: But I'm like, this is crazy. Listen, amongst com- amongst each other. Yeah, and they, they they dirt balls, yo. They got they they could be their balls, like and, and it, it's it. In it, her
2: it, in her case was another thing with them playing with the paperwork again. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially that, in the narcotic is that something that's real common in that narcotic? Difference? Yeah, it's playing it's, with that paperwork? It's it's, it's that's so how they get their shit off,
3: bro. It's so common you don't even think it's illegal mm. because the shit is happening so much. You're just like. When someone gets locked up for it, you're like, damn, I didn't even know you can get locked up for that. Like, shit. Because it's, it's, it's happening every single day. Like, it's so many small white lies on paperwork that it's, it's crazy. You know, anything as small as, like, the time you stop somebody to what you actually saw when you stopped them, you know? You know, it's all, you know, they call it articulation. they would be like, well, make sure you articulate it. You know, mm. you got you to gotta be a master with the pen and articulate everything, articulate everything. That's code for, you know, paint the story. You got to make a, yeah, you got to paint a picture. Yeah, that's a question. And you got to make them believe you. So you got to be on point with the stuff you're saying. And, you know, a lot of cops do get jammed up for lying because the more elaborate you paint your lie, the harder it is to remember when you're trying to tell it the next time. You know, yeah, you go to court, court and you can't remember none of the shit you, you didn't put down on the paperwork. Then the case gets is it beat. Yeah, yeah the case gets wanna,
0: beat. Is it true that a lot of, you know? Cops and like when they go to court, like the DA just sit down like you say this,
3: say that. Yeah, you you get you get coached. You know, I've, like, I've dealt in homicide trials where you know the DAs is like, you know, we want you to kind of, you know, overemphasize this relationship. You want to, to under under-emphasize, um, underemphasize this relationship. You know, um, I want you to kind of, you know, talk about how scared you were. Mm. Like, you know, I wasn't scared, but they want you to talk about like, look, man, I'm not going to get in there and be doing that. Like, you're tripping.
0: I wish more cops was like yeah, That's, a, I mean, I feel like bad people should you know do their time, but yeah. don't don't try to do the lies
3: to. Yeah, what any, I d- what I, I do is I usually tell them I'm like yeah yeah I got you like yeah I got you I know what I'm doing and get up there and just say whatever I want anyway because all you do is you tell them yeah and they just they get off your back and then when you get up there you just you just testify the way you want to testify and even when they're trying to like well, were you scared you just like like no I wasn't scared. They're like, well, you weren't scared. Like, you, you been in that situation before? Like, yeah, I've been in that situation before. I wasn't scared. Like, some people might be scared in that situation, but me personally, I wasn't. You know? And then, you know, that's just enough for them. And then when they get up there, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're supposed to be, like, scared, but we're, you know, we're good anyway. We got the conviction. And you're just like, oh, all right, yeah, cool, because the truth was enough to get the conviction anyway. All
1: right. Now, like, we, we always wanted to get suspected from a cop, right? Can you walk us through... What was the pro- proper protocol for the George Floyd situation?
3: So, it, I mean, every department is different. You know, like, like our department don't got nothing about kneeling in somebody's neck. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, like, if I'm fighting with somebody, I'm doing whatever I can to, like, win that fight. Like, if I got it, like, if, if we fight to the point where I'm like, like – that I think I'm about to be like hurt or something like that, and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna choke you out. Like, I, it is what it is. But like he, people, his, he was handcuffed. But, but, yeah, but his situation was yeah, different, and I get what you're saying about that. Like him being down on his knees. Like, I never been like sick to the stomach. While well, I watch a lot of police brutality videos, yeah, I watch, and that. i will be like, damn, that's crazy. Damn, that's crazy. But that John, I had a hard time watching it because I'm like, yo, he never got off this bull. Like, that to me, that was crazy. Like, even when I seen cops doing some dumb shit and people start recording and coming around, that cop gets their shit together. You got your knee on some boy's neck, you're not supposed to have it. They start videotaping, they start doing all that. You're going to be like, let me get my knee on this. Go try let up? me move, move yeah. up his neck. Let me put him in the car. He just was like, I don't give a fuck. He just kept his knee there, and I was like, yo, that dude right there was fucking a psychopath. He, had, he knew that no matter what, he didn't give a fuck if he killed that dude or not. Yeah. And, he kept, and, I, and don't get me wrong, like, I don't feel bad for anybody in this situation, but the other two boys that didn't that was brand new like, they sitting, like, the one bull, the one that they was grinding up inside the, uh, the well, supermarket. The market, yeah, yeah. The, the Target or something. Like, he said, like, yo, should we get him up? And the bull just kind of shrugged him off like he wasn't even talking to him. And I'm like, I can get that. I can get being, like, you know, you're brand new, mm-hmm. and they're putting that pressure on you. You know, I, I was in a situation that could have been something similar to that when I, right when I first got on the job. You know, I first start working by myself. You know, I'm excited. I hear gunshots going off. I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I'm I'm gonna be the first cop pulling up to it. And I pull up to it. The crowd's running different directions. I jump out the car. I'm looking around. It's a kid slumped between the two cars. He was shot uh, once in his neck, once in his chest. His neck swelled up like it was a frog. Like you, that's, It was a small bullet, 22 caliber, went in, whole neck thrown out. He wasn't even bleeding. And I'm sitting there looking at him, and, like, he was around my age, so he looked super young. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, calling for other cars, Cops pulled up. This shit was like clockwork. They're jumping out, throwing up tape. You know, getting everything. They making all the calls, and I'm just sitting there like this shit was crazy. Like I didn't even know. I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Seeing everybody who's dealt with like hundreds of homicides, they just knew it. It was like it was it was like a system. They just had everything down. Then once they was done, everybody just kind of start hanging out and like just start talking. And I'm still sitting there with the bull between the car, and I'm like, you know, I'm asking for like the ambulance to get there, and they're like, oh, you know, because so many people are ODing, you know, an ambulance is coming from Southwest. This time of day, that's like an hour drive. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like the Bulls just laying there, and I'm like, I'm trying to talk to him, and he's trying to talk, and his voice is going in and out, and I'm like, you know, I'm, all I could keep saying to him was like, yo, are you able to tell me who shot you? And he can't even tell me. And then I'm like, shit. And he was there for like 25 minutes, and I'm like, I'm at – so I was like a little bit away from like Kensington to Somerset, like maybe like three blocks away. There's a hospital at Kensington and Lehigh, which is two blocks from Kensington and Somerset, mm-hmm. right? It's not a trauma hospital, but it's still a hospital. And there's a block, there's a hospital 10 blocks away from that, Temple, which is one of the best trauma hospitals in the state. Yeah. So we had the means to get them to the hospital, but our policy was we didn't have to. Like, you just, you just, all you had to do was wait for the ambulance, right? And I get up, and I've seen cops throw people in the car and pull them before. So I'm like, I've seen it happen, so I know it can happen. So I go up and I start cleaning one of the cars out. My car was boxed in, and um, one of the cops, she turns around, and you know, she looks at me, she was like, What are you doing? And I was like, can we just take him to the hospital? And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? Come here, grabs me like I was a child, walks me to the back of this car, and I'm looking. She opens the back door, she said, look at those seats. What do you see? And it was a brand new Tahoe. We just got it. And I'm like, what? Like, what am I, I don't understand what I'm looking at. She was like, look at those seats. I'm like, what the fuck about the seats? The car was so new, we didn't even have a cage in the car. To separate you from the back and the front. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, what? She was like, fill those seats. Those are seats are leather. If you put him in the back of that car, this fucking car is down now and we won't have one less car. He's not going in the back of this car. Bro, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Love the seats is more important than a life. Like I sat back when she said that, and then I looked around and everybody was just standing there looking at me. Like, why is he trying to put him in the back? Then I look at all the other new cops and they were looking like, oh shit, why did he even say something? Like, they're every they're scared. I'm sitting there. I'm getting mad, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck am I about to do? So I walk back to the dude, and I get down, and, like, I'm kneeling next to him, and I'm like, yo, bro, I'm sorry. Like, they won't let me put you in the car. And he just started fucking crying. And I'm just sitting there like, like, yo, what the fuck am and I about to do? the craziest thing about it, you don't even know he who this kid he, is. Yeah. He could be an innocent boss I, and and or Somebody came. got uh-huh. potential. They come? The ambulance came, but it was way too late for him when he came, you know? <sighs> and I remember just sitting there, like, like, me, and I'm just like, yo, like, this fucking bitch won't let me take the car. Like, this is fucking crazy. So, basically, they mold you not to have empathy, for real. For, yeah, for, for the, the community. Yeah, like, and and I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, yo, I was so fucked up off of that, yo. For Like, I was I don't like her to this day off of that, and it's not even personal between me and her. But right. I was so fucking mad. And I was more mad at myself, So they, like, after that, because I'm like, yo, I was on some coward shit. I was like, I fucking let this fucking woman just run over me and I was like, I will never ever be in that fucking situation again. What's her name? You know, honestly, I don't even remember her fucking name. Yeah, fuck yeah, and, I, son, would, and I would, and yeah, I would, yeah, I would definitely give you her name. yo. I, mean, I would. I don't even remember her fucking name, but yeah. And
0: it's more, is the, is my opinion though, It's more majority of her is in the police force.
3: Yeah, it is. You know, everybody. Get the that majority is, is
0: her and her mindset. Yeah, it's the you the culture. Know? no, no. it's, it's,
1: I was just, it's, I was it's just the culture. Basically, that. any job I mean, you people
0: any, like you know, conform to the
1: culture. A lot
0: of people like. I'm like I mean, even if we, police, like.
1: All right, Chubb, look at you. Even if you say if you was to join it, just to see what he going through. Some people don't want that stress, so they conform not, to the culture. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's true. But I, I, I think it's turn the good bad. Not, a lot of people that uh, that that join the force is come from the inner city. Is that true? No,
3: nah. nah. So nah. most of the people that join the force, they come from like the suburbs. They come I told from the counties. I told they come that. from they from out of state. Like and they not used to it. They not used to, the to the city. it. And you don't have to live in the city. So like you could come to the city from Jersey, right? You could be in a, like Cherry Hill, New Jersey, living there. Come to the city. Uh, you got you move to the city, finish your basic, finish your uh, police academy, graduate. After you graduate, you only got to be in the city for like a year and a half, and then you can live anywhere in the state. And then they move right back out into the counties and the suburbs, you know.
4: But you see, you see how you said you was raised in Southwest, right? Yeah. So you know how to handle the streets. Remember yeah. that. Remember that episode where I told y'all we need more people that's from like the city. It's a lot of people that's coming from out like, Coltsville. Yeah. Pottstown, they don't know about what's going all on. thing they on know about
3: Philly is what they see on the news. Yeah, yeah. I know and cops that then, drive then, them then from the Poconos to every day. What he Whoa, just said. Wait, 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 what
2: you say?
3: I said I know cops that drive from the Poconos to get to work every day, from the Poconos. That's two
2: hours. Dog, you know what I said? Yeah, it's
3: two hours. Two hours. <laughs> they damn near coming from Pittsburgh, that's but spam? they know they are making good money. And they, they, they take that drive. They Good. work overnight, so they take the drive, you know.
0: Was that entry level what you was making, or you had to get to
3: that? No, nah, I mean, you start off, like, when I first started out, I was, like, 42. Is when I think when it was starting out and it maxed out at 55. Before I hit my five years, I was already making, like, 110, 120 because you get so much overtime. And then, like, we got contracts and raises. Like, like I said, the union is the most profitable union for a reason. When they want, like, a raise, you know, I was getting a raise. I was getting a, a two, 2.5% raise and a 3% raise every year for my first five years. I'm like, you know, money hand over fist. By the time I got to my fifth year, like with no overtime I was making like 80 something thousand dollars a year, 85 thousand dollars a year. With the overtime I was making like 120, 130. And I wasn't even on the high end of cops that was making it. I knew cops in my district that was making like 50, 60 thousand dollars in just overtime. You know they were just they you just it was just I wanna money
2: ask, i want i want what how do they treat you like how would they have treated treating you right if you got out there right and you the community embraced you would they have transported you or not transferred you uh transferred you like
3: if you was to get out there in the community, took to your liking to where you didn't even have those type of situations. Nah, so they wouldn't transfer you. They would talk that shit. You know, they you would get. You, sometimes you end up in an investigation, like oh he's a drug dealer, he hangs with drug dealers. You know, I was, yeah, I was on the That's block. That's called good police work. Listen, I was on the block, getting to know your community, and I knew dudes that was that ran the blocks, ran the blocks, and I would pull up in my car and they would come up and just be like yo what's up, and I'm like yo what's up, and we would sit out there and talk for 20, 30 minutes just shooting the shit. And then I'd be like, they would tell me stuff about shootings. They would tell me stuff about other stuff. Or if I came around and, like, something happened with a cop, I'm like, yo, look, what's going on with this? They'd be like, yo, I, 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 had, a, I had one dude come to me one day and gave me an envelope, right? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he was like, oh, can you give that to your man? And I'm like, you know, um, I ain't going to say my boy name because he's, he's still on the gig. Yeah, no, you know, him, hold him down. So, you know. <laughs> I'm moving the goalposts. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead. So he was like, he was like you know, you're going to get this to your man. And I'm like. I'm like, what is it? I open it up. It's a thank you card with some money in there. And I'm like, why the fuck are you giving him this? He was like, oh, he, you know, he kind of let me know what was going on, y'all. You know I mean, before they they ran down on us. I threw the card in the tree. I was like, yo, don't disrespect me like that, yo. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with that. You want to get that boy that card, you give it to him. I ain't got nothing to do with none of that goofy shit between y'all. Right. Like, I they knew me but i had a very fine line like we could sit there we can joke we could talk but at the end of the day i'm working yes, you know you and that my job, bribe.
2: that's a bra, right yeah yeah uh-huh. yes. you know and yeah I,
3: technically you know and, and and that's the type of dude and that dude you know i said something to him i said yo listen i'm gonna tell you right now mm-hmm. the next nigga to come up to me giving me something for you you are gonna be locked the fuck up mm-hmm. he's like oh, i have no idea what that was going on but i know that sometimes like, did he have no—did he know? I, I didn't know enough. You get what I'm saying? Like, that could have been just the bull just being, like, Joe trying to look out for him. Mm-hmm. Or the bull could be kicking him money all the time. Either way, I was like, you know, that got nothing to do with me, you know, and it's nothing to do really with the community so much so.
1: Like, I mean, hey, as your time on the force, have you ever seen any cops try to, like, get integrated into the community, like, get to know the people?
3: You, you, You get a few cops that'll get to know people, but not a lot. You know, you get a few. You get a few from that been around in that area for a Is long it time. Is Emphasized in the training? It's not emphasized. Like they <laughs> when Ramsey started, he started doing this community-oriented policing thing. He was like, you know, he wanted the cops to be more, you know, proactive in the community. And you know, everybody, they met that with like disdain. You know, they like, oh, I ain't doing that shit. I'm not doing the community-oriented policing. That's just stupid. Like, oh, they want us to they want us to go out and hug criminals. Like everybody a criminal. But everybody hug. not a fucking criminal.
1: Yeah, crimin- everybody yeah, not it's a criminal. Crazy shit.
3: That's what I'm saying. Everybody not a criminal. Like I, I tell these dudes, like, listen. Some of these people are being terrorized. Like these dudes are shooting up the blocks, shooting up the cribs. Like, you think just because this dude's sitting on the step that the person in the house is okay with that? Like, no, he's not. But like, who is he gonna come out and tell the dude to kill somebody two months ago to get off his steps? Right. No, he's not. I'm gonna just come out like, yo, can I step past? And I'm gonna step past because clearly these dudes are shooters out there, you know. But a lot of people don't see that. Like they, they. You know, I've I've been in houses and they be like, oh, I can't see how these people live like this. And I'm like, motherfucker, I was living like this before I was a cop. Right. (laughs) Like, I'm not, you know. Ain't a choice for certain You know, like, you think people want to live like this? No, they don't. They got no choice to live like this. Right.
1: Like, that's what I said, because just some people that live in them them certain neighborhoods is there because they got low income, not because they criminals. And I've
3: dealt with cops that don't come from that area, so they don't care about that area. You know, finish eating your food and just dump it right out the window I'm like yo like I got a thing where I don't litter anywhere I go like, right. not even the smallest piece of trash I don't throw and they would just drop pizza boxes right out the window and I'm like yo what the fuck are you doing they was like dude this fucking looks like shit around here I'm like yo pick it the fuck up yo right. like why are you throwing it out the window pick it up and they would pick it up or they wouldn't they would keep driving but like I've dealt with people like and that goes all into like the broken windows theory like cops see those neighborhoods as not worth policing even though they're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to police those areas, mm. they show up. They got attitudes. They don't want to deal with people, which in turn makes the people have attitudes. If I know when I come to the, if I call 911, the cop is going to show up and yell at me. I'm not fucking calling the cops. You know? Mm. If I know that if I call call 911 and when the cops get there, they're going to be looking for a reason to lock me up too, I'm not calling the cops. Right. Like I don't got time to be dealing with something. And I call you, and you just be like, let me see if this dude got any warrants. Like, like.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's their favorite thing. Yeah, First let me state. see if they got yeah, any more. I, oh, I, oh, I to tell you that they did such and such. Yeah, before we looked that up, can I see your ID
3: so I can see if you got yeah. any more. You yeah, like, like you know, you you've been. I called you Yeah, you've been locked up. Like, oh, this dude's been locked up like eight times. He's a piece of shit, man. Fuck him. I'm not writing this report. And then drives off. And you know, you just see a cop drive off on you. What are you gonna do call 911 so that same cop can come right back yeah, and drive off on you again. So go block. I told you that, oh, that's like, what's yo, going. Yo yo, stop calling me. So that's that's what's going to happen. Like you pulled back, was like, yo. Didn't I just deal with you? Like, I'm not right. You report, and then you drive off again. You get that mentality. Like, yo, every time I call, he's coming back. I'm not calling anymore. All it is is just culture. Yeah. Just culture. But I've never, like, I've had people say shit, but that's just how we are black people. Like, we mm-hmm. talk shit to each other. Mm-hmm. I've never had anything I've ever taken you personal from anything that you said. Yeah, you gotta
0: have thick skin. Like you say People shit like I don't say
3: like me, your mom it's like just I, I joke a lot, you know. I, man, I sit there we all do. I pull up and then, you know, dudes will say something. You know, I used to have a Mohawk and you know, I pulled up and one boy, you know, I thought Mohawk was tough. Well was like that dumbass mohawk. <laughs> Especially in Philly. In yeah, Philly, Philly I, you don't okay, All I did was smile at him. Was like, was right. I was like, all right. I
2: Everybody, everybody <laughs> that's that nut ass, ass mohawk. That's <laughs> over. <you laughs> like. Yeah,
3: everybody started laughing and then, you know, I, I just smiled and I was like, all right, I was like, you got it. And I drove off just salty, like, all right, he got me yeah. this time. No, <laughs> you it's, know?
0: It's it's crazy cause it's like people like you is just is few or none to The peering is like we can sit in a conversation, but I could tell you, me personally, laying down stories that I don't got, yeah, no type of good experience with police, and it, it's something with film or even some It was like
1: crazy, it. and mine's is the total opposite. I never had a bad experience with a cop. never yes, I mean, one never time, my mom
0: was we was on 1212 Harrison, um, they was fighting out there. My mom got hit with a uh, something, she split open that right. day, huh? I don't know, but she this is on it, she, her her shit was split open. So at this time we calling the cops. I understand. Well now, yeah. Back then they gotta send the cop first before they send ambulance.
3: They supposed to the send them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, but I think but the that, cop is gonna get there first, cause yeah.
0: yeah he came. He trying to lock my mom up. I'm like, yo, she's bleeding. Yeah. This time I'm thinking probably like, this is like 2002. Oh, and I mean like what's going on? The cops oh, yeah. come. They slapping uh, a plane leg, and then the cop telling her no, she don't need to go. That's all she need. Listen, I t- I- we had to walk to Frankfurt Hospital to get stitches. The cop was—he was so determined not to put my mom in the car. But I mean, listen, he was getting scrutinized for my brother. He was all types of bitchings and pushings and things like that because how everything went. He came up and all he's trying to do is lock my mom up. She's bleeding. We yeah. called you for her. So, we, he's getting snapped on. So, I guess he want to abuse his power. But, again, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. And that's the only thing
3: I... I all my... You know what I mean? It's... Yeah. A, a lot of things is, like, cops... They got and, this Like, myth.
0: you just ain't you goofy. You could talk. Like, yeah. we had an when we was kids. We was talking, and we said some cop got out of his car. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Like, he made sure
3: cussing and spitting in our faces. A lot of cops are fragile, You know fragile, what I mean? Man. So, it's... They got fragile. They got fragile Yo, mentalities. Oh yeah, that's
1: another thing. Tell <laughs> yeah. us about the psychological test they have because this seems like it's, I don't think it's they bullshit. Know one, right? I
3: heard they don't have nah, one. No, we got we got psych- psychological tests. But like I said, everything in the department is all subjective to who you know. Like I have no dudes who failed the polygraph. I know dudes who failed the psych exam, and I know them from the military. You know, mm-hmm. and they called them up the next day and was like, "Listen, um, your, your your polygraph came back inconclusive." So uh, we just going to ask you a few questions over the phone. You know, give us some answers. And then, like, all right, you're good to go. You passed. Like, how can you interview? I fell up polygraph. You call me over the phone, and all of a sudden I pass, and you can't tell me that's not from somebody that I know. You know? Right. When you got, I know dudes black, you know, my homie Council, you know, my, my you know, my my, 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 my homies Robinson, you know, female, both of them military, you know, schooling under their belts, never been locked up never had any issues, and applied to be cops in Philly four or five times and just can't pass. They keep telling them, oh, something wrong with your psyche. Like, oh, you failed the polygraph. And I'm like, look, you're telling them that they're failing? When you got people that are in the same unit as them, you're letting them do secret little phone interviews and you're passing it. Now, I'm not hating on them for getting in because, you know, I want people that I mm. think are good people to get in. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, you're holding black people to a different standard for the department. You know, it's one standard. Enforce it evenly or don't enforce it at all. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. If you yeah. mind
1: talking about it, what's like maybe one or two examples of the questions that I ask you for the psychological test. So you
2: trying to be a cop, Mark? No,
1: it just I, I just want to know. I, said so I just want to know.
3: So they uh they hiring? Yeah, they hiring. But like they hit me. No, you. that's what he just said <laughs> I ain't trying to be no cop <laughs> he gonna come in here. And we can be like I'm being so, a John stressed out. What's I'm my lieutenant, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to take off on you. Yeah. <laughs> So like right. oh. one of the questions they ask me, right? You know, I sit down there, they just like, you know, tell me some qualities about yourself, you know, some negative qualities about yourself. You know, that's always a subjective question and it's hard. Cause it's like, well, you know, you wanna say something. So you hit them so with the classic, you know, I you know, I work too hard. You know, yeah, that's that was you know, cool. yeah. I work too hard. <laughs> that's a good so, geese, <laughs> good. That's a good job. She not trying to hear that. She like, nah, I need another one. And I was like, Well it's hard. I can't think of anything, you know, negative about myself. She like, Well, do you think you're a narcissist? I'm like, all right, well look, I'm not saying I'm a narcissist. But, like, it's hard to just think of negative stuff about yourself. She's like, well, try. She's like, you ever been in trouble? I was like, I've never been in any kind of trouble at all. Like, I mean, maybe, like, in the military I got yelled at for some dumb stuff. She's like, oh, tell me about the military. What have you gotten in trouble with in the military? I'm like, well, you know, nothing, really. I've never even been in trouble in the military. But, you know, when you first get in, you go to basic training, you don't know how to do stuff right, you get yelled at. She's like, oh, did you like that? I was like, well, no, I didn't like getting yelled at. Who likes getting yelled at? She's like, oh, so you have a problem with authority. You know, but these are the these are the way she's breaking Break it me down. down. I'm like, right. no, I don't have a problem with authority. She said, well, I'm telling you that you have a problem with authority, and you have, um, and I believe that you're a narcissist as well. And I'm just sitting there looking at her like, she's trying to get your reaction. And I'm just like, okay, like I I don't, I'm like, do I fucking do I say no? I'm just like, all right, well, I I guess you know, you're the doctor. I don't that's your, yeah, tell that's you. your opinion. And I'm just, she, I was like, I just don't feel like that's me. But if that's what you're saying, then I don't, I can't argue with you. And I'm just sitting there like, I fucking failed. Like, she's about to fail the shit out of me. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I'll let you know, uh, you know, the stuff that's going on. And I get a call like a week later, like, oh, yeah, you pass. And I'm just like, you know, and and, I, and don't get me wrong. I got a lot of slack because I was in the military, because I was in Iraq, because I got hurt, because I was a veteran. You know, because they always manage. I always had to manage to add that into anything that they asked me so they know where I was coming from. Because at the end of the day, I don't want them to just see, like, oh, this nigga is just some random nigga on the street. Yeah, I want right. them to be like, oh, well, you know. He's not that kind of nigga. You know, he he has a military background, you know, he's different. He's a countryman. Yeah, he's a countryman, you know, because you know them patriots love yeah. they, they hate niggas but they love they love service members, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and I and I Not all of them though. Not all of them, you know, and I and I and just dealing with that, you just got to like, you know, sit back and try to like get go with something, you know, oh yeah, in the military, just so she knows I was in. Just so she could had that... That, that empathy for me at the end was like, if I was thinking about letting them go, I'll let them in because, you know, I'm all about America. Okay. Yeah. You know, and you just want that little... Like, black people need the edge on everything because we're denied the edge on everything. Right. You know, they do so much, they stack so much against us that we need, like, a, a, a legit head start just so we can be even. Right. And everything we go through, government-wise, you know, job-wise, like, this shit is enough to make you go crazy. Like, you go in for an interview, you, don't, you never know if you don't get that job because... You just wasn't good enough, or you didn't get the job because the person that was interviewing.
1: one of our two episodes ago, I was one of the questions I asked. Do you think that race and gender is necessary for an
3: application? It's not. It's, it's no. It, it. 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 They try to use it as they saying that it's the, the so that they, they can make sure that a certain group isn't getting discriminated against, but people are still getting discriminated against and you still got them to check the boxes. Just don't discriminate. That's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's. I don't think none of that stuff is necessary. I think, like a lot of the places now, they give you the option, they like abstain, but even when you abstain, like a white person's going to always check white. Yeah, so that's No still, white person in America is going in there and was like, I'm not checking white. No, you're checking white, you're, you're white, you're checking white. But if you're a person of color, you get on that joint, you be like, if you don't want to name it, just by not checking it, you're saying you're black. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. Daddy, I, I, look, I'm not gonna lie. So One ahead, time I cop? did do
1: that.
2: He yeah. a cop? Like, they asked, they asked, uh... he a cop? Right. The fastest one. Yeah. <laughs> i never seen it before that year. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm just making sure. I'm like, damn, they got
1: yeah, it. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. One time I did it on the application, I checked white. Yeah, man. Listen. Just to see if I could get the job. Like Super higher. High. you. Like, you Call me. As soon I finished the ad. I need to finish the X. They called me. Yo, you ready to come in now? Yeah. yeah let's
3: go. My name, Brian Turner, you know, and the spell with a Y. You know, my name is Spell White. Yeah. You know, it sounds white. I get I get a lot of interviews. I don't get hired at a lot of places because yeah, so I get names. to those interviews. Yo. I'll show up and you know you be there and you deal with it. And the next thing you know, you're like, man, ain't call me back? Shit, you know I'm overqualified. Right. Well, you ain't called me back. It's because you know you got there and you didn't look like what they imagined. You're, right. So I'm already disappointing them before you. Even, as soon as you show up.
2: I wanted to ask you something. I wrote down. Uh, speak on defunding the police and what it would take. Speak on defund the police and what would it take for this to change.
3: So um, I, I agree with the defund the police thing. Like, a lot of people take it as, you know, a lot of people don't understand what the whole defund thing means. They think, oh, defund the police means take their, their income away, take all their money away. You know, 90% of a police budget is salary. You know, that's most of the budget. So you, you can't defund a salary. Mm-hmm. What you can defund, though, is when they get those grants and those federal loans to go buy, like, you know, different type of stuff for them. Like, they you do don't need all that, yeah. all that shit. Now, Don't get me wrong. Like, policing is hard as shit. Like, you got to do so many different things at the end of the day, and you got to be right every single time. Like, imagine being, like, 22. You talking to a 36-year-old trying to get his mother, like, a life advice on what's going on when you haven't even experienced half that the life that they experienced. Like, yeah. You know, you're not a social worker, but you got to deal with social issues all the time. On top of that, you gotta deal with motherfuckers shooting and killing. So it is a lot stuffed into one hat. Mm-hmm. And when I hear the defund thing, I think they should pull some of that stuff out. Like I don't think cops should be going to like any of the calls first. Like if if you got like um, a check on the welfare, if you got like like stuff like that, like a cop doesn't need to go there to check on your welfare. You know? That's how it happens because you're running from call. I would go to work sometimes and before I even clocked in, I was already 60 people waiting for nine one one. You sit down in the car. People? You sit down in the car. You log into the laptop. Is sixty people waiting for police? That's why to get they there.
0: don't aspire to car accidents no more. Yeah, and then you look
3: at it and you just be like, I'm not getting to this. And you just got to be like, yo, some of these you just gotta. They never gonna get police service. You just like, yo, make this, 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 like it never happened. You make it unfounded because you can't get to them. And on top of that, you got guns. You know, person screaming, people getting assaulted. That's constantly coming out, and it keeps getting bumped to the top, bumped to the top, bumped to the top. You get in your shift with them same 60 jobs, and you did 30 jobs. Just you. And that's every other cop doing the same amount of jobs, and you still got them same 60 to 90 jobs that you never was able to I get to. So, yeah. And then you show up. And that's why cops will show up. They're so dismissive because they get there. They're like, I've been running around all day. You get there, and as soon as somebody starts saying something that sounds just like the last two jobs you went to, you get an attitude, you dismiss them, and you, you don't want to hear it. Which, as a police officer, you are not afforded that right to dismiss anybody. Right. Like. One of the things is, like, human I, don't dollars. I don't care what people said. If you wanted to talk to me, I would sit out there and talk to you. Like, it didn't matter because I like talking, number one. And number two, like, eventually you would say something that would be, like, interesting enough that I'd be like, oh, okay, all right, this is what the problem is. But, like, people, like, cops forget that when someone calls 911, it's because their life is so out of control that they need to bring in police to try to get some kind of order. Right. Like, no one calls 911 just to say hi. They call because their life is spiraling out of right. control. You, anytime you call somebody that you know in the back of your mind could possibly kill you if they come there, it's because you got no other choice. Right. But then cops get there, and then, you know, sometimes they're little amped up. Well, most of the times they're amped up, and they, they, you know, they come for one thing. Like, oh, you know, they said somebody was screaming. No, 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 nobody's screaming. Well, why the fuck are you saying somebody screaming when you call 911? I'm leaving. Then they get in their car and they drive off, and they never address the issue that they were supposed to come and deal with anyway. And then who do you call to? Who do you complain to? You complain to a supervisor that might come out and tell you, shut the fuck up. You might go up to Eternal Affairs. They might tell you, shut the fuck up. Now you're going through all wild. these different channels of people telling you to shut the fuck up. And then when you get done, you're just like, oh, all that I went through, two years to investigate this guy, and they told me that they didn't find enough evidence. You'd be like, you know, I'm done. Now that you're getting harassed by another cop, and you're just like, I'm not even going to waste my time like last time. So it's a lot of people that deal with stuff that don't even make complaints because they're not getting the results that they want because, you know, it's so much shit going on
2: is it is it is it rare to get
3: the wins you got you said it is rare to get the the wins you got oh yeah it's, it's 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 rare to get the win the wins um a lot of a lot of people fold when they cop out before they even go to it but yeah. to to get what the win field
2: that's seen it, that it like all
3: the way through a, a lot of people don't know like Philadelphia police department is the most sued police department by employees in the country. Mm. Like, it's not even like, they're, it's not even like the citizens are suing the, the department. It's employees. It's within. Yeah, it's because it's fucking crazy in there. Like, it's literally crazy in there. It's like, low-key a cult, you know, everybody has like these cult views and cult mentalities where like, oh, police can't do no wrong and then, you know, Everybody's dealing with each other, and you got all these alpha personalities, and everybody's button heads. But at the same time, you got these guys that are telling on each other and crying about the smallest shit, and it's just confusing. You just be like, "Yo, I don't even know what's going on," you know. But the money's so good, it just keeps all these motherfuckers in this toxic pool. And then you know, you getting then the way the media paints everything. Like the media paints it out, like everybody's like it's a war on police. There is no war on police. Like they'd be like, "Oh, you know, we had like 84 cops die this year." You just, you know, you be like, "Damn, that's a lot of cops." But then you're like, it's 800,000 cops and 84 cops died. you like, that's not a lot of cops.
1: Yeah, you said 84 died. Out of six
3: thousand, I'm talking enough. about eighty four out of 800,000 in the country. country yeah, yeah, this yeah. is through the country, like so, Philadelphia. And they'll
2: bring that up to
3: yeah, they, they, combat what's going
2: yeah, on. Yeah, they with drum, us.
3: they bring that up. It drums up the fear because now cops are on edge because they like, oh, we're you know all every article they showing on the news is a cop getting killed, a cop getting killed. But at the same time, what they're showing is a black person killed by a cop. So now they're they're putting these two different competing images in people's brains. So you got one half that's like police are killing cops, police are killing black people at this unprecedented rate. And then on the same news outlet, you got the cops looking at it like, yo, cops are getting killed at an unprecedented rate. By black people? By black people. And it's just like, now you got these everybody's tents, you pull me over. I'm scared of shit because I'm like, I don't know what this boat's capable of. You're walking to my why. car.
1: I think, I think we all feel that way. When I, I got pulled
3: over, I'm nervous. Listen, I was a cop for eight years. And even I when
4: I was a cop, I was nervous when I got pulled over. So, so my question for you, but uh, before you actually went to go be a, it's a two-part, before you went to be a cop, did you you ever want you always wanted to be a cop or
3: was just like? Yo, I tell you, I never had an interest in being a cop. And then, um, you know, I was like, I got in the military. And I was like, you know, what am I going to do next? You know, I'm. I'm I'm home. You got the experience. And I was like, you know what? You know, I was infantry and I was a combat engineer, so I dealt with the explosives. And then I then I did infantry when I was in Iraq. And I was like, that's kinda like being a cop. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll check it out, I'll see what it's like. And you know I did it, and it was like you know I'm I'm not gonna lie, like I had a lot of fun being a cop. Like I I can't even explain to y'all. Now that's what like, that's turning like your lights like, on in a cop car is like the funnest shit ever. So 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 would
4: you what, once you come into liking a job? Now would you do you regret actually working for the city? Like would you go out? Would you
3: would have preferred going to like a county or something? Nah, I mean them counties are worse. Cause mm. now you got twelve cops, so the clicks are are crazy. You are not in a click when you're in a small county when they, they the whole department is off after 12 o'clock. You know you are dealing with like a small ass county, like those, the racism in there is so ingrained, you couldn't even get on the job unless you you might, you know. Yeah. If I'm if I'm the, the chief of police and I got 22 cops, I'm personally I know all 22 of those guys. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a racist, you think I'm gonna surround myself with people that aren't racist, people that don't feel the same way I feel? So when you're that one cop that don't feel that same way, you got two options, shut up or leave. You know, Philly being as big as it is, you could not feel that way and leave. And still be in a department and not have to deal with it as much. But still, to some extent, is always going to be shut up or leave. Yeah. You know, shut up or leave. Because if you talk about it, you will be made an example out of
0: All right, before we let you go, I think we run out of time a little We ain't run out of time. Let me keep
3: uh, talking. So, talking. So about? my question for you is, um, uh, you can, you like, with you being
1: in, like, inside of that circle at one point in time, what you think could be done on both sides to, like, fix this? This, like, this misconfusion or misconception between the two. So
3: I— What everybody needs to start doing is they need to start worrying about their community, right? Mm -hmm. So, black people worry about black community. I don't care what people say. Like, they say we don't, we do. We live there. Why would you not care about what's going on, you know? I I think for the cops, what they need to worry about is police and the fucking police community. Mm. Because at the end of the day, how are you online or in some form of aspect? saying that black people need to police their communities when you're not even policing the fucking police communities and you are the police. So clean that up and get that right before you worry about what's going on in my community. You know? As a black person, I'm allowed to care about my community and care about your community because I'm a taxpayer. You know? And even if I don't pay taxes, I'm still in a city where people pay taxes and expect a certain level of policing. Mm -hmm. So... I think black people just need to continue doing what we're doing. We need to focus on the stuff that's going on. You know, we need to deal with therapy more. Because a lot of the young bulls that's running around bodying each other is just angry-ass young bulls that don't got no way to vent or talk about what's going on. Right. And, you know, when you can't express that to anybody, like, you can't, you know, you, you're looking at your homies and y'all all dealing with the same shit that none of y'all can talk about. You know, it, it it boils you up. You know, it makes you angry. It makes that when that nigga step on your sneaks, you spazzing out like, yo, like, when in the grand scheme of things, you like, you sitting up a state road, you know, facing 25 to life because a dude creases your forces. You're like, yo, was it really worth it? Right. Yeah. You know, but I think I think black people need to worry about the black community and focus on the black community. I think we need to spend more into the black community. You know, um, it's all these stigmas in the black community that keeps us from really focusing on us. You know, even black people, you know, black people be tired of black people community shit. They'd be like, you know. You want to shop black and buy black, and then they like, oh, those those prices are too high, or the customer service is not good. That's the number one. So what? You know, I've been to plenty of white establishments where I walked in, and they made me feel like shit, but I still sat there. Right. You know, I still ate from there. They spent twice as much as you would in the black. Yeah. You know, I go out there on Amazon. I'm spending thousands of dollars a month in Amazon, but, you know, my homie, you know, starts up a shirt joint, and I'm like, oh, forty five dollars, thirty five dollars for a shirt, and no, I'm cool. Yeah, it's too yeah. much. But then I'm yeah. going out there and I'm dropping thirty five dollars on a shirt from Amazon, yeah. Yeah. from somebody that I don't yeah. even know. Like, yeah. why yeah. not get that? Why not direct that money? Like, I'm spending thousand dollars on there. If I got friends that are selling those products, I'm getting those products from them. Yeah, you know. I just told my little cousin that this week, this one of the shirts. Yeah.
4: He put a, he put a thing yeah. up like people people talking about. Uh, it's too much and I'm like cause set your price somebody gonna buy it yeah somebody mm-hmm. gonna buy it people always do that like, You
0: always want a discount
4: yeah is it what's what, what, one what
0: thing that I guess like since you've been on both sides and you've actually been in the community and been you know what's one thing that you would change if you had the opportunity to inside the black community to stop the the crime rate or the black on black crime was it is there
2: proximity
3: crime yes.
0: or yeah or do you think like, it will be ever a time that they can die down.
3: Nah, like like you said, you know, it's all proximity stuff. Like, white people kill white people, black people kill black people. Thank you. I was looking at an article that was talking mm-hmm. about like white people being 84%, but they com- they commit crimes against each other at like around about 86 to 87, mm-hmm. and black people being about 14 to 16% committing crimes at about 96. So you look at that 96 and that 86, they're almost identical in as far as crimes against each other, but the white people are the majority they're not scrutinized for their crimes against each other. Like, you're looking at hundreds of thousands of people, you know, versus tens of thousands of people, but they're only talking about the tens of thousands of people. But what I say, you know, with black people in the black community, like I said, I think they should just, you know, buckle down, focus on it.
0: I mean, you can't really— Do you think we can—not to cut you off, but we had to come— do you think that we need outside
3: help? Like them is running around snatching people up?
0: No, 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 like—
3: me personally, I think too. that yeah. like
0: it should be more my my stance on it. I understand that it's crime, but I think it could, should be more outlets. It's like give someone an outlet that want to get out the yeah. streets another second chance. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Job
3: things like that. But like I said, they put people in these boxes and they don't allow people to breathe. So people, when you like suffocate in every single day, the first opportunity you get to get a breath of fresh air, you're gonna do whatever you can to get it because you don't know when you get your next one. And that's what makes black people so desperate to like come up. You know, they're willing to risk it all for a come up because they don't know when they're gonna get that opportunity again. As opposed to like you know the white community who have these come ups every single time and they, and they can afford it. I think I think, um, I think uh, you know I think I think black people just. I think they just need to sit down and just like, I, I think we need more protection. So like, even when you look at like the killings and stuff that's going on, there is no protection. Like, who's protecting me for telling on this dude that's shooting? Right. As much as I want to tell on him, do I want to go to? Do I want to get bodied for telling on this dude because he's? It he an was animal.
1: sad. Like our our well, some people's solution is just removing yourself.
3: Yeah, that's people, how people get a little bit of money, money and they leave. On. Yeah, because like I can't tell on this dude. He's a, like he's an animal. Like he's killing people. He's hurting people. And I'm gonna tell on him and then. Y'all gonna put me through the trial, and then whether I, he goes to jail or don't go to jail, I'm back in that same hood where I had to just tell him some dude, and all his homies are still out there. So now I'm in fear for my life, or I gotta leave, or I get killed before the trial even starts. Right, you know, po- thing. like police want people to just be these 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 weapons against other people. Like yo, you saw the shooting, you don't fucking care. You know, you don't care about your community. He killed somebody. Like no, I'm a fucker. I care but I'm not trying to be the next motherfucker he kills because I told on him. Like I will tell on him, what are you going to do for me once I tell? Are you relocating me? No, because we don't do that. You know, that's like the movie shit. Like the feds might relocate somebody on high profile cases they every once them in a back while. Up,
0: but as soon as the case over, don't they? They, they move them right back into the same Yeah, Mary. yeah the, yeah, yeah, see, the you, funding's
3: gone. You be sitting right there, and somebody come out and bust your ass like two months later after the trial. You just be like, damn, I should have just shut up.
1: And You know, it was crazy, right? It's a whole community it, thing. Even people who are not in the streets gonna look at you weird and treat you different.
3: And then you, because you don't want, no one wants to associate with that. Like, yo, they think I'm his friend. And they're already going to kill this dude. They might kill me, thinking they they yeah. can get to him. No, they. they and, and it, you know that's, that's the street it's, mind. It's, it's no protection. Like yeah. if they found the way to protect these people from uh, while they gave statements, you know, if they could protect them, there there would be very minimum crime on the streets because people would cooperate with the police. I've never ever dealt with anybody that didn't want to cooperate with the police, even even when it's crazy crimes, the, the petty stuff. People not people don't want to get involved with that. Anytime it involves kids, women, or someone getting killed, you might not be on that scene being like, oh, yeah, I saw what happened, but I used to walk around like, yo, here's my number, here's my number, here's my number, and I would get text messages and calls five, ten minutes later, yo, this is the dude, this is the dude, this dude, please, I don't want anything to do with this. You know, and these yeah. are people... And you
2: can't do nothing with that information because of that last yeah. sentence. Please. I mean, you can always... You can always it just give you a lead, It right? always,
3: always start because you know who to look at now. Yeah. But, like, even that, like... Sometimes that's not enough. Like, sometimes I need you to come up there. But I used to tell people all the time, like, look, I want you to come up there. But, like, if you come up there, you realize you're putting yourself at risk. I ain't, yeah. Like, I don't want you to look at me and be like, I didn't protect you. Because I'm telling you, I won't be able to protect you. Yeah. Like, so you taking that on your own. And people sit there and they be like, yeah, I'm not getting involved. And yeah. i be like, I respect that. Yeah, that's that. the same dude that's sitting on your step. Yeah, you come outside and now you're looking now at this
1: waiting dude. waiting for you this time.
3: Now you're yeah. hiding under your car. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like, there's no protection for him. So then the police get frustrated because they like, oh, this community, you know, poor community don't want to come together. And like, no, nah, it's not that we don't want to come together. We just, we don't want to be left out after the trial. Like, who's going to protect us? Is the DA office, you know, going to make sure that no one does anything to us? No, they're not. They're going to move on to the next case. And no that. one's going to ever talk about what happens until you become the next case. Yeah. Right.
1: It's like, in your opinion, right, what can, like, be done to, like, kind of minimize police brutality within our community
3: the only thing that can be done to minimize to minimize, to minimize police brutality is honestly people looking at it happen like when cops p- 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 get pulled over you need the cam the body cameras is going to a lot minimize a lot you know people that are out there watching look at that george floyd's killing if people didn't take video of that, it wouldn't have been as sensational as it was. Yeah, it got swept
1: like, right under the rug.
3: If you read an article that somebody was killed by police, you read it and then you, it just goes right out your mind. But when you see that video, your people was like, yo, that video was crazy. They like, yo, this is like, this is wild.
0: I don't even think that would change. I think it would start changing if these police officers start getting recommended or, you know, some type of repercussions. Until yeah, like,
1: repercussions it it, it seems like there's no repercussions for until you. Until
0: they get fearful Could you
1: a be a
3: police officer again? Mm-hmm. Who, me? Yeah. I lost my arbitration, but right now I'm going through like a civil joint where they're going to have to reinstate me. But I'm not staying. Like, if I came back, it would be come back just to collect what was owed to me from the back pay. And then move on. You know, I probably, I'll have enough time where I could just come back on and be like, yeah, I'm retired. What grounds did you lose that on? What? I just, the FOP didn't fuck with me. That's exactly what it came down to. So if they did fuck with somebody, I would have been back, yeah. Because I beat the trial, so I should have came back. And I I went up to my arbitration. The FOP had a, a, told me they had a representative that was gonna be like money for me. I get down there, he was not. He was like the complete opposite. He wasn't asking the right kind of questions. He was letting them ask questions that they shouldn't. You know, imagine you sitting up at, you know, you getting, you had at a criminal trial and your lawyer's just letting the DA just go crazy in there. You're like, yo, say something. Right. Like, no matter what, you're not that lawyer. You can't say anything. You gotta sit there and watch your lawyer not represent you. And then when it's done, it's too late. Cause it's like, well, I need another lawyer. And it's like, well, there's nothing you can do about it now because we already had the arbitration. But because it's, I'm suing because it's a civil thing. I was able to like, you know, I'm able to come bounce back from that. So that's where I'm at right now. Would you
1: feel comfortable going back?
3: No, like I said, if I came back, it would be a one day thing. It would be like, yo, you, we, you know, they granted you your job back. You coming back? Cool. I'm heading down to city hall. Put my packet in. I'm retiring. I'm done. Give me my back pay that you guys owe me, and I'm you have a nice day, right. and yeah. that'd be the end of it. Like they, I wouldn't even put, I would never be back in a uniform again.
2: Since uh, your article in the Philadelphia uh, Inquirer, has anybody else reached out to talk to you?
3: Yeah, I have a few people reach out, you know, wanting to talk to me. Some of the people that I reached out to before that I haven't talked to because I'm like, you know, when I was trying to get the story out there, you didn't want to help me, but now that this is the topic to talk about, now everybody wants to try to like, oh, you know, we want to, we'll love to have you, you know, we'll can we give you more insight. Like that reporter that 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 talked to me. She did me. She did right by me twice. Mm-hmm. Anything I got to say from this point on, you know, she will get first crack at it. You know, saying to her right. as far as reporters, just like you guys were the first. You know, um, your podcast, radio thing to reach out to me. Like, mm-hmm. so if I have anything else to say, and I hit you guys up, and you were willing to have me, I will come back on, and I will talk oh, yeah. to you about that.
1: Anytime, because because we everybody want to know what a black cop is thinking during all of these situations. Yeah, I'll tell you we what, We all want to know that. Nine, like, what's nine, your perspective? What's your feelings? What
3: you going through? 90% of I'll the time. in the locker room yeah. or whatever. I just sit back and I'll just be like, yo, these niggas is fucking crazy, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 99% of the time, it, I like, think more yo.
0: people feel the way you feel, but their families is more important it than your feelings.
3: I told my partner, I was like, listen, bro, I get it. Like, if I had a family, I had a wife, I had a kid, I, I'd probably be thinking twice. His conversation, have might have been,
4: his conversation might have been to the point where it was more racial. Like, look. You really about to put your career on the line for this bite or nigga,
3: yeah, they yeah. might even use that. Yeah, it could have been anything. And my thing is, like, he That's why he never told you. It wasn't directed to it wasn't directed towards him. So mm. he was risking a lot on something that I wasn't even yeah. affected by. And I get that. But you know, I, you know, I just had a petty moment. You know, I had an opportunity no, to, to, to he, dead uh, the situation. Stood and, stood at all. and I was just like, yo, I'm gonna fuck y'all yeah, say. I'm gonna say whatever I want to say. It's not a
0: lot of people that go at the end of the day, it's not a lot of people that can sit here and say what you did. It didn't fold.
3: Yeah, It took three You said 2015 Started in 2015 And it's and still you, going on now Yeah go so ahead. I
0: mean who who Who's going to sign up for that? Especially yeah. who's going to Walk away from Six Figure Coming from where you came from Yeah true yeah, Fuck true. all that You come from where you came from Look, look it was a couple of times
1: away? When you were talking When you said 130 I'm going to say Let me go <laughs> <all that." laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah man I mean, There's not so
0: many people That's going to sign up for that
1: yeah. yeah It's not Walk away from Six figures Coming from where we come from Yeah, yeah That's sure. what
0: I'm saying
2: Yo that's man listen if there's anything else, if you ever... I don't give a fuck if you text or call <laughs> me tomorrow. Like, yo, I forgot to say something. Yeah, what I wanted yeah, to yeah. say. Or I got the chick name. Listen, man, we here. Whatever, man. Listen, I appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you, guys. No doubt, man. Yeah, um, we
1: definitely... we. Definitely wanted you on here though. Yeah, I'm glad I
3: came, man.
4: You, you could come it. back on and just kick it with us. There ain't yeah. nothing yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely Listen, man. Listen, man, I was already
3: trying to start my own shit. podcast, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, I'll let That shit hard as hell. Tea, I, think I got all the stuff. I don't know. I set yeah, it up. I'm plugging yeah. stuff in this I'll shit. I'll let T. You walk right in there. I'll
0: let T. We get crazy. I ain't bringing no gifts and stuff to today.
2: Yeah, no Hawaiian rules. I know me.
0: It'd be, you know,
1: a little This what time we got left,
0: See?
2: We out, man. Yeah. This was a this was a good one, man. We I appreciate it, man. Oh, another thing. Uh I wanted to say, um, rest in peace to uh David Jones. Um yeah. one of many uh one too many, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I didn't know him personally, but from one innocent black man to another, you know, um it was an honor to, you know, to sit here and bring light on your situation. Your situation is initially what got us here. Mark condolences go out to his family too. Family and friends, yeah. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, man. And uh, we out of here, man. No, I am about to say that. We're going to
1: end it with him. Let yeah. him
2: say something. Oh, yeah, if yeah. Go, ahead, go, go If you yeah. want to put your uh, social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let like, everybody yeah. know where yeah. they yeah, can yeah, reach yeah. you. Yeah, yeah,
3: Listen, man, you it's guys. Gonna, it's going to start rolling from here. Yeah, you guys can reach me on, on Instagram. I'm uh, underscore black. I'm black. Your by name? Pop- yeah, yeah. Black by popular, the man. On uh, Facebook, underscores between uh, each word. And on uh, Twitter, I'm just Kane9493. Kane, Kane Turner9493. All right, so I'm going to write all that. I'm shit, in Facebook you know. jail, so y'all can't reach me on Facebook. Yeah,
2: I seen that. Yeah, I seen that. They, got me, yeah they
3: got me in Facebook jail. Yeah. But like you said, rest in peace cops to David Jones. Fe- cops run Facebook. That's another Listen, topic. We're going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, rest in right, peace to David Jones,
0: f- man. One fair radio, we out. All right. Man.